0: Hello, everyone. It's August the 10th of 2022, and we're here to talk about manga today. Why? Because the name of the show is Weekly Manga Recap. We chose the name of this podcast completely at random. If it had been anything else, we would have gone with that instead. If it had been Pickled Shoe Storage Showdown, then we would be talking about pickled shoes and the stores that sell them. I don't know what a pickled shoe is. It literally was just words that came out of my mouth at random.
1: Well, I think we can deduce if we use some 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 context clues that it would be Mm. shoes that you you pickle uh the purpose of which is a bit more uh, confusing are you eating the shoes is pickling a type of preservation style for the shoes there's a lot of uh things i do want to if we can really quick loop back to the very start of this podcast though where you pushed up your glasses like a fucking anime (laughs) supervillain
0: I am trying to seem as intellectual as possible for this episode because it's all going to fall apart next week. So, okay, you now let me indulge in that illusion for as long as I possibly can, yeah. or until I forget about this bit and we just go on a wrestling tangent. I don't know.
1: <laughs> it could happen any second now, because I mean, there's a lot of wrestling stuff going on in the world. There a lot is of news to talk about. There's there's plenty of stuff we could be discussing.
0: 19 million (laughs) dollars
1: no no it's you know dakota kai's back talk about those things
0: fine (laughs) that's
1: what they want you to talk about oh my god killer croc is back or whatever his name was nick everyone's favorite nick the nxt era is back killer cross is here or whatever his name carrion cross
0: couldn't we have just had everyone else come back but him (laughs) it was Literally everyone else but him.
1: It, it was a moment I heard he came back and I was like, isn't that the one person almost universally no one liked? Like, I, I don't recall anyone talking highly about his world championship reign.
0: Hey, remember that one time he got COVID because he refused to get vaccinated and then some people that he wrestled also got COVID? Wonder how that how that happened. Hmm. Well,
1: that is true.
0: Yay! Wrestlers are all good people. So...
1: Now, Nick, come on. We have an important work to do. We do this podcast. It's got to start somewhere. I think I know exactly where to start it.
0: Where is that, Quinn?
1: Let's start with one piece, and we'll just wrap it up, and we'll just end it. We'll just, <laughs> we'll just tell everyone we did the rest. No one has to know. They like look, look at the they So, like, twenty
0: minute episode of Weekly Manga Recap. Did someone die? Yeah, and <laughs> just like a lot, of, a lot of, a lot of, just racing through stuff today. <laughs> there are. A lot of, like, cliffhangers that we have to address this week uh, that I feel like if we skip just to One Piece, even though it seems like like it's a big chapter of One Piece uh, hinting towards certain things that certain portions of the fandom are in grotesque denial over... uh, I think that we should just do things in order. Uh, We don't have quite so many series as usual to talk about this week, so we'll have time for One Piece at the end. Yes.
1: We still have a lot to talk about this week, actually. It feels like I have a gigantic list of series. But we had to start where it all begins, with My Hero Academia, where, Nick, a chapter happens. I believe 19-some pages are splayed out in front of me. I read them, came to the end of it, and I said, I do not understand what just happened.
0: <laughs> well, so it was a My Hero Academia chapter that's happened <laughs> in the past couple of years then.
1: And I would like to preface this by saying, I understand for the My Hero Academia fan base, there are a lot of people who are taking this chapter as like a crowning moment in the series. And I see you and I appreciate you. I guess we'll get to where I get confused as we go along.
0: Sure. Let's jump in and uh, and we can kind of like follow Qu- Quinn's reaction to this in real time. Yes. So, so we start number... on the
1: blank page because, you know, the way it's That's segmented. So
0: blank page. Bank page no yeah. reaction. No nothing. problem. No problem. Okay.
1: First chapter... panel. If I fail now, everyone in this coffin is very doomed reactions higher because it's no longer a blank page there's now content available for my eyes however it's that weird confusing super gun thing apparently that was a gun and not a punch that
0: was news to me so i'm both surprised i was not expecting this part so sun eater yes ate all the things so he ate all the bugs and all the other animals and i either combined it with Nejure's plasma or ate Negere's plasma wave things which now gives him the ability to shoot them from a giant cannon with insect legs sticking out of it. That's what happens when you eat different things. You can turn your body into a gun.
1: Now, uh, what purpose did like eating four hundred different fucking animals do to make this gun?
0: If it was whatever? just, if it was just the Nedjerei wave that he was going to shoot from the cannon, <laughs>
1: <laughs> like not for nothing, but like he ate like zebra and shit like that. Like, what's the zebra doing here? <laughs> makes the gun bigger i guess
0: it does kind of i guess yeah make it feel less epic there's just like well it just turns into a gun so like, couldn't he be doing way crazier stuff uh you know like tendrils coming out everywhere all sorts of different weapons you know because like like he did previously where he had you know, the scorpion yeah. venom and other stuff i would have been way more into that it's like, he's got a gun now yeah he like, turns- i
1: was like couldn't he just eat a gun <laughs> and then like well yeah i mean but he had a bunch of other stuff in his pocket. He he blended it all into a juice. He wasn't going to waste the juice. Uh,
0: Sun Eater fires his new plasma cannon arm, you know, like you do. Uh Uh, Blows away a bunch of All for One Shigaraki's uh, finger extension things, uh, which doesn't seem to reach him quite yet. Sun Eater shouts, get wrecked, uh, which is the most relatable, I think, that he has ever been. Uh, But the real star of the big three comes in and just punches Shigaraki after this happens. Uh, and, um, the plasma cannon blasts all the way through the wall of the prison, uh, and out into the sky, uh, leaves a big shockwave out in the city somewhere. Uh, and we see the results of everything shortly afterwards with Neji just going, how? So I guess it didn't work. And, yeah, yeah, sure enough. Uh, no, um, Mirio has got a, a gash uh, th- on his arm and I think I, something through his chest. I was going to say, I he's been
1: in, impaled, I guess.
0: And it's hard to tell with him as well because, of course, he you know turns his body intangible and everything. So is that actually going through him? Or is... Yeah. is, is, it, is it does is look he...
1: like there's some blood, so
0: potentially. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all crammed into a very small panel. Uh, and... Uh, shigaragi comes out of the smoke and debris basically completely unharmed and just kind of pissed off for everyone hey, assuming he would be now. hurt he
1: has uh he has the zuko scar he's got like one one eye is like a little, little burned up now
0: oh he looks more like all for one now Ooh. Oh, that's uh, good
1: storytelling i, I guess he looks, he looks a bit more like a nutsack <laughs>
0: Uh, Shigaraki berates everyone for saying like what would do something this pathetic have killed all might in his prime come on use your heads
1: <laughs> use your hat Uh,
0: but then he turns and sees Bakugo has stood up despite his injuries and is coming towards him and uh, Genus of course is worried about him he just says look after the others gotta win right Izuku uh, and Genus tries to reach out with some threads to stop him. But then Bakugo disappears and he is already flowing past Shigaraki while saying right side. Cause he thought there was an opening on Shigaraki's right side before. Remember? Uh, and something happens and he flips around behind Shigaraki, which, uh, everyone's like, Oh my God, he, he saw an attack coming and dodged it. And then we get narration explaining that Bakugo, has fully achieved the true potential of his quirk explosion because the sweat glands on his body produced the detonatable nitroglycerin sort of fluid, But and then he would cluster them in a way that has a side effect because the act of saving of sweat into launchable beads put a terrible burden on the glands of his palms. With his sights set on victory, he kept storing the beads in the glands until they were forced to find other exits and leak out all over his body. The way that sweat doesn't do, you know.
1: I <laughs> the way they explain this, the only thing I could think of was that scene from Simpsons where Homer is trying to buy a car, but there's also someone trying to assassinate him, and they shoot the car <laughs> a bunch of times, and they use car sales, but they're like, "Those are speed holes. They make the car go faster." <laughs> and that's the only thing I, think <laughs> I was like, "Bakugo makes speed holes, I guess." Like the, the 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 fucking ass or the sweat pops out other places and he goes faster now.
0: I mean, like, yeah, like his sweat is detonatable and he's only ever used the sweat on his arms for stuff. Now he used it from all over his body so he can like cause mini explosions so that he dashes around really quickly. It's like, all right, sure. That's a that's a neat little, you know, comic book superhero BS way of powering him up. I'll take that. It's weird though that it says like, but it's because his hands can't sweat now like, what are you talking about your entire body sweats all the time <laughs> uh and i don't know if it was previously established that only the stuff the sweat in his palms does this but it's i don't know it's just a little bit of a weird phrasing of it anyway he moves kind of like does now because it's his entire body dashes and bounces around and stuff yes so, uh, and Bakugo is thinking about Deku in this moment saying, can I catch up, still catch up to you? And you know, he, he realized he recognized like, you know, the fact that I'm causing all these mini explosions all over my body is, uh, it hurts. It's like, shit. <laughs> but he also thinks like Deku must've been dealing with this the entire time while like he's been fighting too, which he has. We get now, now Bakugo keeps to to be the one we are like, you need to not stop. <laughs> hey bud.
1: You're going a little too hard. You don't need to go to the sicko mode.
0: Shigaraki starts to get pissed off, uh, and he starts to visualize who I believe is the second holder of One for All, which I gets him even was more pissed off. To be All Might. That which that's not what Shigaraki sees, though.
1: Oh, that's yeah,
0: sorry then uh and you know shigaraki you know, is getting pissed off and he, he recognizes that he's starting to panic he shouts go to hell and there's this blast of light next to bakugo's face and then we get bakugo talking to a mental image of all might
1: i didn't know who this was at first
0: because it's it's kind of hard to tell it's even difficult with the hair to
1: tell because it's just a bunch of wisps and Mm -hmm. i believe there is canonically a version of one for all that one person is just a bunch of wisps so it's like is it that person
0: (laughs) uh bakugo basically in this moment realizes that he is dead uh and he says you know back when we finally met i was just this punk who was going through some stuff and now it looks like i've missed my chance to ask you And he reaches into his pocket and pulls out an All Might trading card, one that he got when he and Izuku were little kids. And he just looks down at the card with this kind of weird grin on his face. And he says, I want an autograph from you so bad. We cut to reality where uh, Mirko and the big three are all rushing in towards uh, Shigaraki, who um, has a hand in his chest uh and all of his gear has been blown off again i think i think it got blown off before too uh and then we get this weather report audio i uh,
1: i assume this is supposed to be the report that the like civilians are hearing Yes, because it's it's it directly connects to Bakugo's mom saying like that killer ours doesn't like the rain, and we see yeah. Bakugo's dad. I think for the first time.
0: No, no, we've seen him before. Uh, Dwayne,
1: uh, you could have really tripped me out on another one of those <laughs> my hero things by showing him up. I'd be like I don't know, fucking regular ass dude, man.
0: <laughs> what if I just use this panel in the next one and you still? Don't <laughs> <laughs> I still would be like, what? No, 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 not Bakugo. I mean. <laughs> So, um, Bakugo's body goes flying, and Shigaraki mocks Bakugo's effort by saying, Oh, you were just tracing the fight we had earlier, and that's why you thought you could win. Come on. And he says that he came prepared with a perfect plan, ideal for the final boss what's coming now is our story, the villain's tale. Uh, And in between cutting over to Bakugo's parents where they're just kind of thinking about their kid, uh, Best Genist shouts out, his heart! And we end the chapter with an image of Bakugo on the ground, uh, blood coming out of his mouth and a big old bleeding hole in the middle of his chest and his blood is on his All My Trading Card. (gasps)
1: Just like Phil Coulson, except that was that actually didn't happen. Nick Fury staged that to gather all the Avengers together. So perhaps just like that, Nick Fury is behind this as well, trying to rally together the big three to do something useful this time.
0: (laughs) They (laughs) They needed to to
1: (laughs) see if they could distract Shigaraki for more than what I guess was thirty seconds, which is you know an important time frame, but. you know, uh, Nick, I-, I-, I had so much trouble deciphering this chapter, even as we read it. Uh, it felt like this should have been two chapters because <clears throat> I was almost kind of excited, like, oh, wow, like sh- like Bakugo has sort of evolved. He's almost essentially developed a second quirk, you know, like this is how powerful he is. This is how much he wants to chase after Midoriya. This is how much he wants to be the number one hero. This is how much he's evolved. And there's, like, two pages of just explaining his new quirk. And then the next time we see him, his heart has been punched out of his body. And you're like, well, that's kind of a letdown. Like, I would have actually been kind of hyped to see, like, a chapter of new and improved Bakugo just kicking the shit out of Shigaraki for, like, half a chapter. And the next chapter, he can, you know, get his heart punched out or something like that. As opposed to this one, it feels like the beat was so quick. Like, part of me's like, well, Bakugo can't be dead, because how fucking embarrassing would that have been? Like, I've got to stop him. Never mind, my heart got punched out.
0: I if the, A lot of people are, you know, taking to online and being like, oh, is Bakugo seriously dead? Because he's got a freaking hole where his heart should be now. Which, fair enough. And also, you know, he's got this image where it seems like, you know, he's having a near-death experience. Uh, so... Yeah, I mean, it it could be the case. But if it is, then yeah, it is a little bit sudden. Uh, And I'm not saying it's not a bad choice to kill Bakugo for dramatic effect towards the end of the story. But I don't know, for someone as important to the story thus far, if he's just gone just in this way, it does seem as though there is something unfulfilled there they were like yeah i could have seen it happening but maybe not quite so suddenly um but so i'm not you know f- fully into like oh man is he dead i'm not really into like the panic yet or anything um i'm willing to wait and see even though we have to wait two weeks for it instead yeah. of one
1: uh as i said like there's, there's a lot of people that i've seen in the my hero community people who consider themselves big my hero fans who are like this is an amazing chapter like the storytelling, the character arc that, that Bakugo has gone done, I'm not here to be like, those people are wrong. I do want to say, like, I found the chapter a little confusing, but then again, Horikoshi's art has had a tendency to kind of not be particularly clear in certain big moments, um, and I think that is a problem that kind of plagues this chapter a little bit, um, but I, I, you know, if I pull myself back and I don't, sit here and be like well i wish i had more time of bakugo being fast or you know or whatever i get to like all right i I am interested like the stakes are high like bakugo is dying even though you know we have a character in the story whose entire purpose is to like rewind characters like we don't know if that works with people who have died is bakugo dead his heart has seemingly been punched out or something something happened to his heart uh, because the man with the belt buckle that just says BJ in front of it shouted it out. So <laughs> things are things seem stressful right now. Um but it, it is also something that as someone who has to read it, I, I will say like I wish I'd like this a little bit more.
0: But hey, if we have this big dramatic near-death uh, chance for Bakugo, then that means Jira's gonna be safe, right? <laughs> He's
1: gonna be safe,
0: you, okay. you wouldn't try and do this to me again, right? <laughs>
1: Every female character in this series had better be fucking safe in this goddamn arc. If we get to the end of it and they're like, we lost some heroes along the way. And it just cuts to like Jiro and Ashido have like been, been like, I don't even know, like, like, they got pushed downstairs and they're both like, oh, we're dead. Why? <laughs> no, they've been kouina <laughs> you? Ah.
0: It's like just Nejire and Mirko and uh, let's we'll see who else. Mount Lady, Ryukyu, just like everyone who's participating here—that that's good. That's female. And that's it.
1: Yeah, they're like everything's you know, just fine. Yeah, they're so like Ectoplasm got a real nasty cut on his arm. I mean, it'll recover,
0: oh. but you know, just saying. Oh, I got boo
1: boo. Ouch! And uh, the the old samurai dude hurt his foot walking in his house in his retirement (laughs) home.
0: I wish recovery girl were here to kiss and make it better, but she had literally every truck drop on her at once.
1: She got hit by one truck and then knocked into another truck. (laughs)
0: Like, oh no, that sounds bad. Like those ones where like the body body bounces between cars, but it just goes on for like 20 minutes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all right, Nick. Well, let's talk about Undead Unlocked. Chapter 122, it's in your nature. So we open with a voice saying, I hereby recognize you as a traveler for this loop. And we see Juez, a very young Juez, teleported at to the round table. And she's like, Victor? Victor, where are you? And she looks around, because, like, table's, like, in the middle of nowhere. What's going on? And... Then she sees a Brachiosaurus or whatever it is, Brontosaurus. I forget. I believe
0: it's, it's a Brachiosaurus. There
1: you go. Good job, me. I know my dinosaurs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> dinosaurs. Uh, what the fuck is his name, Victor? <laughs> they say it like four times. Victor's like, oh hey, you're from here? Yeah, we're in the Jurassic period. And he has a giant, like, he has like a spear with a giant hunk of meat, like several of them, like hanging it. He's like, Hey, I haven't seen you about four point four billion years. Joy's like, Wait, holy shit, you've been waiting for me this whole time all alone? She starts crying. Like, that's horrible. Like, you've had to wait through essentially all of recorded history? And he's like, I mean, I'm not like, I wasn't even really conscious through something. I was mentally checked out for the first half. She's like, that's still 2.2 billion years. And he's like, eh, don't worry about it. I've got a bunch of fun stories to tell you. We cut back to the present. Where Fuko's like, are you alright, Mister Juiz? What's well, like, w- are we going to, uh, you know, loop? And she takes off her helmet. <clears throat> and there's a And he even gets ready. He's like, that's how she starts using her justice ability. And instead, she just says, thank you. The fact that you came here means that you have the resolve to enter the loop. But to accept that resolve, while there are still other matters you're unaware of, wouldn't be fair. As such... I ask that you wait to make your choice until after you've heard my story. And she reaches out and grabs Fuka, who's like, no, you can't touch me or else. And she's like, no, it's fine. It's an artificial hand. I should, I guess, thank Billy for this because I couldn't tell you my story without touching you like this. Otherwise, having my arm blown off wasn't so bad after all. You like, yeah what? It's a good attitude to take. So...
0: Having my arm blown off wasn't so bad after all it is going it should belong in more shown in action series, honestly.
1: <laughs> that should be the title for like the subtitle for the uh, the the bleach award at the end of the year. It's
0: like, <laughs>
1: the bleach award. Having my arm blown off wasn't such a bad thing after all. Or do we, instead of doing the Bleach Reward, we just start doing, like, the Oscars, like the In Memoriam, (laughs) which is having the arms of... (laughs) All these arms that got blown up. Uh, So, uh, we cut back to the past, and it's Victor basically being like, "All right, so basically this loop will warp you to a newly formed Earth, making it a time warp that only goes to the future. But not only that, it sends you to a time period when the Earth is unhabitable by mankind. So... New Earth kind of sucks at first. Like, the ground was really hot. If I wasn't undead, I would have just not survived. So, it sucks. But still, I saw some cool stuff, you know? And Juaz is just crying. So she explains in the present, like, each time loop is initiated, its destination moves further forward in time. So the next loop that you take part of should place you sometime in the 1800s. Hmm. Which is really far forward considering she started in the jurassic period
0: <laughs> yes but also like uh, that seems to be able... it does line I... up with what we yeah know. yeah so
1: uh so fuco's like wait you've been alive that long holy shit you're so pretty what's your secret undead unfade and she's like i don't know how my looks have fair but i've managed to st- Or, but for as long as i've stayed young it's because of the loop uh, while you're tasked with going through the loop you don't grow old It's a constant cycle of greetings and goodbyes. And we see that juxtaposed of her looking over just a graveyard of people. And she says, each time my vision of justice would waver and my mind would cloud with doubt, which is precisely why to ensure there's no doubt in your mind, I want to ask, what is your vision of justice? How do you wish to shape the new world? And Foucault just sits there thinking and she says, I want to see Tatiana wearing clothes. And I want to see top rain as fast as he can. And for car to be able to attend a school without shaking in fear. And I, I want to, I want everyone that I killed with my unluck to live. I just want them to live. And she's sobbing at this point, just crying. All these emotions coming out. Andy asks, "She's okay?" And she says, "Yeah, I, I know a world without any hardships isn't the answer. I mean, like, it's only because I had hardships that I got to meet Andy." and our relationships have endured, but humanity faces so many hardships that didn't even create, and so many people suffer for unjust reasons, and that's why I want to place the blame for everything, the good and the bad, back in our humanity's hands, and I want a world where you can't blame things on somebody who doesn't even reside on earth, a place where, you know, we can hold hands and where people who want to die can die. So Foucault is saying she supports euthanasia. And that's an important statement to make. Um, and she just says, that's the sort of world I want to live with everybody. We see a collage of basically everybody who's ever been a part of Union, uh, including Phil being held by somebody who I assume is important. I think maybe that's supposed to be unvoid, unavoidable or something. Maybe I think it is. So good for them. I also like that Top and Shakara are hanging out together. As uh, those two guys, they're definitely like talking about the girls they're interested in.
0: So. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, Tatiana and uh, oh gosh, what is what is her name? Ishin. Is- and Ishin, yeah. Well, I guess Ishin's close to them, kind of. Kind of, but... a little
1: bit. But yeah, um, you know, she has all that, and, and Juez just
0: as I see. Victor and... doesn't seem happy either.
1: No, not pretty. He's like <laughs> <"Ugh."> <laughs>
0: Um
1: I also I guess this is because the first time we've actually seen her really wearing clothes. I was like, oh Tatiana does look really adorable. I, I do want to see And seem she her gets happy. to
0: wear a hat. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm actually like wearing a hat. That's that's great. Uh and Fuku continues, the more like more than anything, what that's what tears me up inside. I wanted to live in that world with everyone as they exist now not with whoever they are in the next loop but with everyone who's here now as that's happening
0: Juez... well, that's easy... actually speaking of tatiana sorry to interrupt you there's like bandages on her legs yeah, because uh, she a little band so she's kind of like gotten scuffed up and stuff yeah, Cause, cause she's so it's like touchable. oh she's yeah she's able to actually you know go and live and stuff that's a really cute detail it's nice
1: she just says, so as this is happening, Juiz thinks like, yeah, she has what it takes. I'm sure of it. And she's like, yeah, you know, it's, it's in your nature to cry. And that's why fate has been drawn to you. There's an artifact that can help make your vision possible. And Fuku's like, what? Where is this? And she says, it's something that I once parted with in order to seal Victor's memories and keep him contained. After Gina captured you and you escaped, I never thought I'd see it again, but it's come back along with you. And I suppose that is fate at work again that card is the artifact remember the key to saving everything
0: this was pretty baller yeah. <laughs> uh the card that's been inserted in andy's head the whole time is, is this the key to everything <laughs> Uh, Of course, you know, we knew that, like, you know, of course, when it's taken out, then he transforms into Victor. But the justification had kind of just previously been like, it's a special thing that kind of like blocks a certain part of his brain from connecting. But the fact that it, you know, is remember, you know, makes sense. uh, And connecting the two uh, personalities, uh, Victor, who's been through all the loops and Andy, who kind of hasn't. Uh, But uh, so there's all that. Um and it's uh got me nice and excited to see what goes ahead. Also, Foucault's like speech about everything's really, really nice. Uh and I love that you've been positioned as the audience of the series uh to want the things that she wants. Uh you know, she just wants everyone to be okay. <laughs> like, so yeah. So while we're talking about Undead Lock, should we talk about the other thing that?
1: Uh, uh, I'm not sure. What do you mean?
0: Uh, that 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 seems like it's definitely getting like an anime that's been, that they're it's, like it's, hinting towards in weird ways. Yeah, it
1: still hasn't been confirmed. It still it's it, as I said like the growing rumor right now is that it's getting an anime. There's like an AR thing going on mm-hmm. where each week there's a game, and at the end of it, like some new infos being revealed. The The idea is that at the end of this year or the end of this month, we're going to get an anime announcement, which hopefully mm-hmm. we do. Um, Undead Unluck has sort of had one of the weirdest histories that like I can recall for a series where like it ranks super low. It's sales have like plummeted. It constantly feels like it should be on the verge of cancellation and the pace it moves at at a moment sometimes feels like it's going to. And yet, Right now, if you told me this series could run for another four years, I'd be like, yeah, I could believe it. (laughs) Like, it'd be crazy, but yeah, I could kind of see it. So, it'll be interesting. I do think this series is on the way out. I think we're going to do this next loop, and that's going to be, like, one or two Mm kind of, like, mini big arcs or things like that. But, like, I think we're closer to the end than the beginning. Um, But I think it would be extremely cool for this series to get an anime. I mean, I hope the anime is good, but...
0: Yeah, I, I've been watching uh, the Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer anime. It's not good. It's oh, that it's so, so disappointingly bad. It's just, it just doesn't look good. And it's, it's really upsetting. It's like, well, here's all the story beats from the, from the series that I really liked, delivered in really unimpactful ways.
1: <laughs> I'd hope that's not what happens here. Um, I'd like to hope that I think there are, there are people with jump who are like, Hey, this series is like really well written. Like, I don't know, maybe it's just not popular with viewers and like, with the, like someone must be like, look, I see something here. Like they have to get onto this, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'd like to hope that's the case. Yeah, that's it. It was a good chapter. I liked it a lot, and uh, we we should hear more soon. Now, there's also rumors about a bunch of other series uh, from Jump. Supposedly, potentially getting animes.
0: True. Um, uh, like this next one. Uh. <laughs> well,
1: that one's a definite. <laughs> that's not like, even rumored. It's that's, not. That's it's, it, it's not. I don't think it's been confirmed yet. But this is like the most open, open secret there is that that Kaiju Number Eight is about to get an anime. I was talking. There's rumors about. Um, we know me and Repko is getting an anime. I think there's rumors about Blue Box getting an anime, potentially. And Which makes sense. I can't remember if it's Sakamoto days. Aliens or... area. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to cover all your favorite moments from Aliens area. To that time he saved a princess. To that time he interviewed an alien about moving his car. <laughs> and all the great moments in between. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Sakamoto Days. I think was the other one. People were... that makes surprised. sense. It's quite, I, It's
0: it's, I, it's been selling quite well. So, but
1: I would take both of those with a gigantic grain of salt. So
0: yeah, you never know yeah. until you know. So, all right, Kaiju Number Eight, Chapter Sixty Eight. Uh, so we open in a really dark way with uh, the remaining essence of Isao Shinomiya floating in a void as he's basically being digested by kaiju number nine. Uh, and he thinks to himself as his essence is fading away that he's been trying to fight back from inside, but he's at his limit. He can't go on much longer. Uh, and look at how shredded kaiju number nine is. He's like, I've gotten
1: such a sweet buff dad boy. Uh,
0: And on top of that, uh, the kaijus that... Gaijin number nine has been developing. Uh, have done so in a way that's got Ysauer really concerned. Uh, he he says to himself, "He never could have imagined this happening." And we go on this collage of. Uh, montage, I guess, is the appropriate word uh, of these various weird new kaiju being introduced uh, now one after another,
1: uh, going to the song of like a Rocky montage, like it's it's <laughs> on fire, strong days. That's just a bunch of like elder horrors I
0: mean, <laughs> hanging the, around Tokyo. The one where we do near the Kawai- Kamikawachi service area, where there's the one that's out running cars, perfect for for that. Yeah. <laughs> What a great twist that would be! He doesn't go after any humans or anything, he's just training for <laughs> his big fight. <laughs> um, some of them are definitely much weirder than others. Like, you know, we start off with one that's like, okay, here's this big, it's possibly part arachnid rocky thing uh, out in the wilderness. That's uh, this one
1: gives me strong Eldrazi vibe. Like, it almost looks like the card art for Ulabog from uh magic The gathering mm.
0: uh but then there is just this weird monolith with a bunch of heads sticking out of it that's floating around near the train tracks that's uh, the one that
1: i think fucks with me the most because i'm just like oh yeah you're not even like a thing like what the fuck are you yeah. you're something i fuse together in uh, a persona game or shimakami tensei game that i'm like I don't think I want you on my team. And then, like, I mix it with something else and you become a toilet or something like that. <laughs> I'm like, yes, the true evolutionary cycle. Uh,
0: there is a humanoid uh, kind of female bodied looking one with a weird like a hole ballerina. in its face. Yeah, yeah, it's got a tutu built into its body. And uh, it just kind of appears in the middle of a a Shibuya intersection, looks at everyone for a few minutes and then just leaves. Uh, There is one that is just off the coast with this kind of whale head that sucks in a a bunch of fish.
1: I want to catch him. I want him to be my starter.
0: (laughs) Out of all the Pokemon uh, on this, that's the one that you want the most, definitely. Uh, And then there's a couple at the end where you don't even actually see them. Uh, there's, uh, which is a really effective, uh, you know, you they're just like, okay, yeah, there was these oil tanks, and uh, a bunch of oil tanks are suddenly empty, and each of the tanks has a hole fifteen centimeters in diameter in it. What did this? Uh, and then, huge mysterious crater, suspected of being created by attacks with tremendous force, were discovered by hikers up in the mountains. Cool. Yeah. <sighs> what did this? So, um. We see a council of the at the Ariake Maritime Base uh, that are talking about, it's like there's been 14 unsolved kaiju cases in the last month. What's going on? Uh, uh, Hoshina theorizes that they are harbingers of a number nine induced cataclysm, which uh, has them all worried because this is happening considerably ahead of the time frame that they thought that they had to work with. Uh, so they're like, okay, well, what we do about this, We should need get some more info. We get, uh, some, uh, we get a bunch of text That's just kind of like relating stuff. That's probably going to be more important later, but it's just kind of stats, uh, for some of this, uh, they say they've unsealed the number one suit. They also say that there are two or more compatible users for some of the other numbered suits as well, uh, that they're considering getting people assigned to. Uh, and they're just like really concerned that, uh, if this, there, these are all the same, uh, in the same power level as kaiju number nine, that they're nowhere near prepared to deal with this threat. Uh, we cut back to Isao just for him to go going away now. Sorry. Goodbye. Uh, and, uh, he just, you know, says to himself, it's up to Narumi and Ashiro and all the young soldiers and you, Kafka Hibino. and then he thinks about his daughter. Yeah. Aww. And uh, he fades away. He's dead forever. We cut. What's up? He's dead forever. Probably. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> maybe knows? they'll maybe they'll punch Kage number nine really really hard, and he'll they'll just be like, oh, he's in there.
1: <laughs> what if at the end of this chapter? We see him like reach out. He's like, "Who are you? So young!" And like Bakugo's hand reaches out. He's like, "What's You're up? You're not old all right." <laughs> and the two of them work together, and they kill their enemies. <laughs> they're just, they just—they become like this weird tag team of young Explosion Boy and Angry Grandpa. Even though he doesn't have a, a grandkid, but come on, he's—he's he's Angry Grandpa.
0: It's just a crossover of all of the uh the ally good guys that die tragically in their series. Yeah, you know, we get like uh, Aki Altariah. from uh, yeah Aki from uh from Chainsaw Man, uh Aerith from Final Fantasy 7.
1: <laughs> She's like, I don't know if I belong here. <laughs> You're like, hey, you died in disc one, that's not the end. <laughs> this counts.
0: Um we cut over to another part of the maritime base where, uh, um, Narumi is escorting Kikoru into a super secure facility. And he says that, yeah, I'll be scoring off against you seriously. Like I promised, but first you have to make this yours. It's already been adjusted to fit your physical build and characteristics. This is numbers weapon four. Uh, which was the weapon, of course, that was wielded by Kikaru's mother previously. And now uh, she's going to be wielding it. And she puts her hand against this big back to tank that's got the suit inside of it. And she thinks to herself that she's going to avenge her father. And she says, Mommy, give me strength. So Aww. she's getting a big power up. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's very cute. Yeah. Um... I, I shouldn't say cute i like that she calls her on me still that's that's cute yeah. um this is like a dope chapter in terms of like setting up because i i, I guess it has been confirmed that it is getting an anime mm-hmm. um it's just been like an open secret for so long i forgot that they did make an announcement within the past couple days um but this chapter kind of like the series is going on a bit of hiatus from this point i don't think we got into the chapter for like three weeks or something like that um and it seems like a good place to, like, leave us off at of, like, there's a lot of setup here. Like, I'll be honest, I want more than anything to actually see them have to fight all of these weird, different kaijus. Like, all of their weird introductions are so cool and so exciting to me that I was like, if this is just what the rest of the series is, it's just them hunting down these weird-ass kaijus or whatever, I'm all for it. Um, I like the setup. I like... And on this note of like, hey, Kikoro's gonna get her special thing now, and and you know we kind of have this this core cast of characters, and there's you know a little bit more stuff like hey, the future's being trained, seeing like a horror train with um Ogata, and like you know seeing all these little things like hey, this next generation of soldiers is coming along and whatnot. It's like all right, cool. Like it seems like we're gonna get some really cool stuff coming up.
0: Yeah, uh, I am also excited by this. Hooray! Huzzah! Let's move on to Spy Family, which is also getting an anime. I don't know if you've heard. <laughs> is it this is little it? series? Oh, this series that no one's heard about. Yeah, <laughs> definitely hasn't made been made into billions of memes. It's an entire new audience.
1: I was gonna say I, I, there are two things I've seen too much of since this: Anya memes and your cosplay. I didn't like. I was like. I think I've seen every person on the planet do a your cosplay at this point. I think I might have done a your cosplay at this point. I'm just like, I feel like it's so ubiquitous. I've seen it.
0: I mean, it is, I guess, kind of to be fair, a bit of an easier cosplay to do. Uh the dress she, is a little bit tough. Her dress with the straps on it. Yes. But but also her hair is kind of normal by yeah. comparison to a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know. So but yeah uh, I mean I'm glad that it's that it's gotten A new audience and that uh, You know more people are discovering it and also that Tatsuyendo is like Set (laughs) to just whoever They want yeah
1: I mean this this is a Super successful series and It became even more successful Afterwards I think it wasn't Mm -hmm. there Something like uh, Once this series came Out like you couldn't get volumes or anything Like that for it yeah like it, It sounds crazy
0: I mean, it's also, I think, great uh, for the fact that, you know, stuff like this and uh, Kaiju number eight and, you know, now Chainsaw Man having a Shonen Jump's online service is a proven platform for producing successful stuff as well. It's not just stuff that runs in magazines. It can be stuff on an online uh, platform.
1: it's, It's interesting now because when they do, when Viz will put out like. Um, shonen jump quote unquote products now. Like they'll put like the collage of big stuff. I I think I just saw something was like given away at like Barnes and Nobles recently, and it mm. was like Jujutsu Kaisen was on it, um My Hero Academia, I think maybe Sakamoto Day. So like these big series, and then like Spy Family, and you're like, oh, here's one not really a battle series, has action scenes, but not exactly a battle series, but also not technically a a shonen jump series either it's you know a a manga plus series and it it, Mm -hmm. it improves the viability of that platform as a whole it's it's really cool i i I do like seeing it as a successful model
0: yeah it's a very wordy chapter uh where not a whole lot gets said because it's really just lloyd twilight uh kind of working through possibilities that yours new friendship with melinda desmond could have implications of mm-hmm. because of course as a very knowledgeable spy master dude he knows who she is uh and also we get related which it makes sense it's it's that it is unusual that you are to not know who she is but it is very in character for her uh because melinda is a celebrity you know as former first lady and all that stuff uh and uh that she is you know the wife of a freaking party chairman and everything um we cut to you know because we start off with your you know kind of reporting like you know the get here that they had like being surprised by the news. Then we cut back to when, uh, you are learned that Melinda is Damien's mother. Uh, and she's me like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry that my daughter punched your son and all that stuff. Uh, but she says, it's okay. It's fine. And, you know, even my husband says, you know, kind of waved it off. It was just, you know, a childish squabble. Don't worry about it. And you are to object. And she says, it's fine. I don't care about that. So you're just kind of convinced to drop it because she's like clearly not having any of it. Um, and, uh, the other mothers say like, oh yeah, the Desmonds have what you might call a hands-off parenting philosophy. Gee, I hadn't noticed by everything involving Damien's character. <laughs> um, but, uh. They also some of the other mothers also say to you are like, oh, you know, it's saying, you know, she never like invites other mothers to our get togethers and stuff. We all knew her before she became first lady. That's why we're, we're part of her friends. She doesn't like trust anyone because she thinks that, you know, of course, they would be going approaching her because of her celebrity status and stuff. you still doesn't know what they're talking about. And she has a little imagination spot where she tries to imagine what it means to be a first lady, which includes a lady who is the first at everything and wins pe- stuff, <laughs> and also the mythical first woman from your, From I, I do
1: love her. Her world is just like, oh wow, you're the first lady to ever exist.
0: <laughs> if she doesn't stab something with it, she doesn't understand it. <laughs> like, um, but you know, emmelinda of course, indicates like, yeah, this is you know why I invited you was because I knew that you didn't know who I was basically. But, and she says, Hey, you know, look, I know that there are going to be some like political considerations that might make you uncomfortable if we become friends, but I do hope we can be friends. Uh, and, uh, she also gives you a ride home. Uh, and while the two of them are by themselves in the back of, uh, her car, Melinda said, talks about her son again, and she says, you know, the word for my staff is that he's, you know, doing well at the academy and he's enjoying it. So maybe he's getting along with your daughter. are gets really excited about this because she's like, Oh yeah, Anya brings him up all the time. And she seems to be really happy when she's telling us about him. And Melinda does a thing that is clearly meant to be ominous and I have no idea how to read it like she she smiles and she says i'm glad and i hope they can stay friends and she's like apparently mumbling and she's trembling and her smile doesn't seem 100 sincere so what the hell's going on there even Yor recognizes that it's kind of fucked up so and those are the last words that they exchanged and then we get into the big part of the chapter where Lloyd is just considering possibilities like, oh, is, you know, is Desmond on to me and he did this in order to get to me and stuff. Uh, he thinks about all these different possibilities. He really is just kind of like talking himself in circles and eventually comes to the conclusion uh, that, I mean, only makes sense to, to to do, which is, yeah, I mean, I shouldn't discourage this because this is actually a potential poss- you know possibility for us to succeed in the mission. it it was just that no one gets close to melinda desmond because of her uh standards and paranoia and everything and it was considered a high risk low reward approach but hey if the opportunity has fallen in our laps like this maybe something could come of it uh so you know you're kind of worried about you know being part of this new social group and lloyd takes the like uh, you know, dependable, supportive husband approach and says, oh, yeah, I think it's a great idea. You know, we've we've all kind of gotten used to our routines and stuff. But that doesn't mean that our lives are free of stress. And the more places that you have outside the home where you can take a break and relax, that's good for you. Uh, I mean, you need to be careful not to let anyone know that we're a fake family. But having people that you can talk to about stuff is a good thing and I do like this moment because it comes across as very sincere for Lloyd. We know how important friendships are to him, despite the fact that he doesn't really have any friends. Um, and, um, he says, yeah, you know, go talk to some of your friends. And, you know, I think that that's a normal thing to do. Um, and then he keeps on thinking about, you know, his plans and the mission and everything like that. And he refers to, this development as plan C, the mommy friends scheme, which uh, has Anya freaked out because she realizes if the plan is a success, that means she might get fired from her job in mission in plan B. And so she decides it's a showdown between herself and Damien and mommy and Damien's mommy. And she imagines this big flaming showdown between them, except she and Yor look really cool, but Damien and Melinda look really doofy because she's a six-year-old and her mind works like that. Yes. Um, and I like how serious she gets about this. Like, this is the most important thing in the world for her. You know, she goes off and is like, I'm going to do homework. She actually just makes plans for her and Damien to become friends. Yeah.
1: I do like that, like, that happens, and then the next shot is her being like, I'm gonna work ah. really hard. Not that hard though. I am getting my sleep tonight.
0: <laughs> like <laughs> I am six. <laughs> I
1: was like, oh, good for you. She's not working too hard. She's t- she's setting boundaries, and that's the important thing.
0: But this was a part that I found kind of cool, which is your decides, all right, if Melinda's a really important person, maybe I should tell the shopkeeper about this her contact who assigns her assassination missions. And uh, when she tells them about it, the shopkeeper says, oh, okay, yeah, it's okay if you're, you're for, if you're friends with her. She is a conservative. And if anything were to happen, then I wouldn't exactly recommend it. Uh, but, you know, just generally like watch it or your husband might start thinking you have one-sided political beliefs. And yours says, I mean, I, I don't think that's really a problem. Lloyd met Mr. Desmond and said he seemed like a good person. He said he was pretty interested in his national unity thing, whatever that's called. And the shopkeeper while attending to some branches that they're trimming uh, seemingly uh, does a misstep while doing it and looks over their shoulder and says, did he now
1: such a cool line? It's such a cool moment. Did he now?
0: Yeah. So I do really like this, you know, potential implications that like, Hey, York could potentially be part of something that interferes in the mission. Hooray to cool plot development stuff with her involved. Uh, Anya didn't think of any plans. <laughs> she got bored and fell asleep. To <laughs> um, Becky, uh, approaches her at school the next day, uh, and decides to try and get her, her, friend to give her some advice on how to become closer friends with Damien. Becky goes into shipping mode because she misses the point. Uh, and so she decides to, <laughs> to to arrange a meat cute where Anya will have a piece of bread, read an entire sandwich in her mouth and will accidentally bump into Damien, read run headlong into him on purpose. <laughs> uh, but Damien sees it coming and there's like an shield 21 moment mm-hmm. where he just sidesteps around her while she tries to shoulder check him and he gets really smug about it. Um, and it, uh, everyone says that she looks stupid because she's got a big freaking piece of sandwich in her mouth. So she gets angry at him and spits the sandwich out and it hits his head and forms into two perfect buns with with meat hair. So he looks kind of like Anya. And they're like, Haha, you look like twins now. And so they just get angry at each other uh, and things don't go well. And we get a uh, little statistic in the corner at the end of the of the chapter that you are Melinda's friendship has raised by 10. And Anya Damian's has fallen by a hundred so
1: i love it because it opens with becky being like you're ready to go all right th- let's stop wasting time with this playing hard to get act let's just move in for the attack and at the end it's her being like back off, Anya. go back to playing hard to get i fucking love those two they're so good
0: <laughs> yeah uh so a lot of silliness a lot of plot development stuff uh very busy chapter so
1: (laughs) yeah a lot of a lot of exciting things for the future as well um another series that's like feeling like it's kicking off into like a a new exciting gear yeah um good stuff uh there is no eden zero to talk about this week that's correct zero is off uh nick in lieu of it would you like to just imagine an eden zero chapter right now um we could just try to like you know,
0: do like- I don't need to imagine eating zero chapter. I read some of, uh, of Dick Fight Island before this, and all I have to imagine is that the butts that were involved were on ladies instead of dudes. Ah. And that's basically how things would have gone this week. So
1: Fair enough, then. All right. Well, yeah. that's uh, high praise for Dick Fight Island coming from Nick this chapter.
0: I mean, you can define that that way if you really want to. Uh, I'm going not to. going to bother to clarify my position on either series. So now,
1: in contrast, as we move to Akane Benashi, I would need to note that this series is not Eden Zero because <laughs> if it was, the cover page where uh, Akane is just like innocently studying and she doesn't have shoes or socks on, her feet would be a much bigger focal point of the Eden Zero cover if this was drawn that way.
0: Yeah, it's shocking to just see. You know, just like feet and toes, they're just, you know, drawn like in a somewhat realistic way, but Look, not in a way that they're someone like someone still yeah.
1: got off to it.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: But this is this is normal.
0: People have this to. is this is on the feet wiki yeah. now, so
1: <laughs> That's a thing.
0: It is. Uh I like her headphones. They're neat. So. They seem cool. She yeah. has,
1: she does have like a nice view. Like a nice like uh she does seem like if she was sitting in the office chair there, you'd be like, Oh yeah, it really is lo feet lo-fi beats to study in and Rakugo too or whatever, you know? <laughs> study in Rakugo too. <laughs> That's the name of an episode. Or no, it's Lo Fi Lo-Fi Rakugo to study or relax to is the name of a recent <laughs> episode.
0: <laughs> uh, uh the first several pages of this chapter are just Akane's performance and not with her present as a performer in them. It's just the characters interacting as imagined by essentially the power of her performance. And, uh, you know, so we, we go through, you know, like the setup and the punchline of this whole joke, uh, of, you know, like the, this, this old glue maker that lives next to the the family. That's just had you And, uh, you know, she's gotten the kid's name and she struggles through the kid's name. And by the end of her getting through the whole thing, uh uh the child's gone and she thinks that the child has died, and so she offers a prayer for them, and they're like, He's still alive, ma'am. <laughs> um Koreshi, as she sees the audience go through their second straight ha uh, <laughs> it's very important. There's no ha ha. ha It's a single
1: ha <laughs> <laughs> everyone in unison at once just went ha
0: it's very creepy uh koreshi is watching it and he's like what the fuck is going on is this good
1: i've had that exact thought is it good so many things (laughs) like do i is this should i be enjoying this or is this bad
0: (laughs) and essentially a The impression that we're meant to get over the course of the chapter is that Akane's Rakugo is on just like an entirely different level. So it's at the point where Koreshi can't even tell if her performance is actually good. He could tell that Hikaru's performance was good because it was very heartfelt and emotional. She went for tears and got them. I can't even tell what this girl is going for. Is she bad? No, she just seems mediocre because she's so natural. Uh, and he starts to get like really angry because like I got way more last than she did. I'm, so I'm funnier. <laughs> I'm super <laughs> funny. Uh, I'm just saying
1: women shouldn't have rights. It's it's cool. <laughs> it's just an opinion. Look. The other girl that was up was hot, so her performance was good. What? Am I, am I going to get canceled because I thought that this other girl was hotter? No. Okay. This is why men's mental health. <laughs> it's like a TikTok sound right now. is <laughs> some dude going through that whole spiel. That's what I see every time I see this guy start complaining.
0: Oh, you get really upset whenever a guy beats up a female wrestler, but you think it's really hot when Rhea Ripley beats up Dominic. Double standards much? <laughs> it's like, no one said it was hot. Actually, a lot of people said it
1: was hot. I want to clarify okay. that. Although, I don't doubt that. <laughs> but that's like that's 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 you reviewing on yourself. <laughs> if you're like, oh, but it's hot when Rhea Ripley does it. Like, hmm. <laughs> I, don't need, I don't need to see your your browser history anymore. I can imagine the key <laughs> you're typing. It. This is a tangent. I'm sorry, but um, I think I may have mentioned this before. On the way, I I generally drive through the city of Harrisburg. Um, There is this one guy who has a house there and he has a sign like this big giant sign like it's like a structure and he changes the actual like signage in it and he's had this place for years and he is like a hardcore conservative Republican Christian Mm -hmm. and it's you know as a kid like going there it was always like during like the obama years it was kind of racist uh <laughs> i recall one that specifically compared obama to a monkey and i was like that feels like that should just be a hate crime but apparently the guy has so much money no one's been able to get him to change his signs down and stuff like that regardless um he has these signs out and it's it's gone wild since it's been the trump years and everything like that sure sure um but every so often I see one and I, I'm always angry. There's no way to like stop and take a picture of the signs because sometimes they're wild. Like one time the sign was just like TikTok is killing our kids or something like that. You're like, what are you talking about?
0: Real info is nonsense. So but
1: The one that really made me laugh recently is it's a picture of like Mary Magdalene, like standing atop top, like kind of like a rocky cliff. And it's like, she will crush you. And I was like, this is more <laughs> erotic than this guy. <laughs> I hope she does. I want Mary Magdalene to step on me. <laughs> it's fucking weird. I was just like, why was... Like, well, where did this come from? <laughs> Alright, so... Anyway... What were we talking about? Alright, go.
0: Alright, Kureshi is an <laughs> asshole, so... Um, So we transition from him being very, very angry about this uh, to one of the judges uh, thinking to himself, like, you know, they say that a performer is second rate if they make the audience focus on how talented they are. But in this case, the performer is disappearing from the stage. Akane's presence is actually fading because people are so drawn into the story that she's telling and how naturally she's telling it. And they're concentrating on the story so much that they aren't even actually really paying attention to her. Um, and, uh, so, you know, she goes through the next punchline, uh, where, you know, the mother, uh, you know, is trying to wake up her son, uh, because a friend has come to play with him. And by the time that she gets through the entire name, the kids just like, "Never mind, ma'am, I'm late to school. I gotta go. (laughs) Yeah. I gotta go. That's a good, that's a good joke. It's a funny
1: joke. It is like legit, just a funny gag.
0: Yeah. Um, and we cut to, uh, the, uh, what Koguru had said before, which is you know, the audience knows Jugemu or well, a lot of them could probably perform it already. And he thinks to himself now, like, I thought that was going to work against her, but it actually, because they're so familiar with it, everyone can easily envision the scenes as she's telling the story. And he thinks back to an exchange that he had with master Shiguma, which, you know, he asks, like, hey, why are you making her do freaking Jugemu? And he says, Why did I choose Jugemu? You ask? He's been waiting for someone to ask him this. <laughs> My awesome plan. <laughs> um, and he says she makes really good use of the fundamentals, so she's really talented, and she's learned everything that I taught her very quickly, even from a young age. But she's too good at it. She's missing something. She's missing a deeper, closer connection with the character's minds. She's skilled enough to get by, even with a shallow understanding of the roles. But that leaves her with a facade of an act with no real core. She can't move her audience that way. What is Hachigoro thinking at this moment? Kumagoro, the retired old man, the monk. You need to get into the character's heads. It's the outlook. That's what I wanted her to learn. It's such a simple story. There's almost no room to add jokes or new arrangements, which makes it the perfect opportunity to consider the outlook of the characters. And of course, Cover is like, you could, have, you could have told her that. No, 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 that would have been too easy. It's, it's There's great value in agonizing over these things and reaching the answer on your own.
1: I don't know why I like that panel so much of like her actor school, just like diligently studying
0: uh, that uh curtain uh against the window is waving so dramatically <laughs> yeah
1: That'd be great the teacher comes and he's like these curtains are supposed to be here <laughs> like i hung one up <laughs> i wanted it for the dramatic shot <laughs> um
0: and uh one of the other judges uh the one that's kind of been knowledgeable about everything so far who's got the mustache says to himself well oh, this is a problem It wouldn't be a big deal if she was just good. But her tempo, her rhythm, there's no mistaking it. And he looks over at Arakawa while he thinks the one teaching her must be Shiguma Arakawa. So... And we don't see uh, Isha Arakawa's uh, reaction. His face is like, we see a little bit of his mouth and it's like very, very, you know, thin, expressionless. And the other shot we get of him is from behind. Uh, but of course, there's all that history there. And we know that Shiguma had a confrontation with him after uh, Akane's father and the other students were thrown out at his uh, judgment at the start of the series. So uh looks like we're gonna be getting into it there too uh things are starting to come to a head and we've got to wait two weeks for it this is one of the this might be the chapter this week that i was like oh we gotta wait two want, weeks yeah this is, like
1: i really just want to see what his reaction to this performance is like this is a great chapter this is a phenomenal chapter like i love the explanation i love you know delving into our like hey she's been a great performer at rock ago but now she needs to actually understand acting basically she needs to understand mm. what it's like to get in these characters heads and uh, like the response was like just diligent understanding you know uh, sometimes you don't need to throw yourself off a cliff to understand a role sometimes you can just practice and study and <laughs> you can get other viewpoints and then you can you can get uh, better at acting that way yeah. So I I really appreciate that stuff. Uh, The art in this series is great. But, yeah, that cliffhanger is so so exciting. We're just like, I need to see how this dude's going to react because I want to see him just fucking Mm -hmm. because he's, like, gotten progressive, like, a little bit. Like we not it's like the mask has come off, but he's gotten a little passive aggressive each time. Mm-hmm. He usually turns it around into a compliment or something like that. He's like, "Well, that's certainly weird, but I, you kids today know something that I don't." He's like, "You know, most people can't handle this, but you, you, you guess I guess you can't." I want him to just be like, "Fuck you!" <laughs>
0: just fall on you. in front of hundreds of people. Start I fucking out. hate you, you school child. Cussing out a 16
1: year old girl. I fucking hope you get it by a car. The highlights
0: in your hair make you look like a skink.
1: Get out of here. I'll boo and hiss you until my throat bleeds raw. Boo! <laughs> I'm glad your dad's dead. She's like, My dad's not dead. He's like, oh, I wish he was.
0: He doesn't perform rock Go, so he might as well be. He's that to me.
1: God. And the next person goes up, he's like, that was very good. You you really nailed down the timing on that. <laughs>
0: this is, pay it no like attention you to
1: us. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was really funny. He's like, oh, this 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 one looks good. I I really like the effort you put into it. You spelled a couple names wrong, but that's okay. You it's, know, it's all about learning.
0: <laughs> <I don't laughs> he sees behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, spelled some names wrong. What the fuck is he talking about? <laughs>
1: He's got senile with anger. He doesn't even know anymore.
0: Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> all right
1: speaking of great series nick let's no. talk about <laughs> 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 the aliens area number 10
0: no, chapter number 10 convenient space goods uh it's time to have a lesson about equipment yeah remember the weapons the, the things that 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 Chiraku's been using? Yeah, Tatsumi is gonna learn about them. Okay. So also, uh there are two people from Team Five, a different team, which includes Muro, who is a very stiff looking guy in a suit, uh, and um uh Suzu, who is a um shorter one with long hair yes and uh susu is very nervous uh does the whole thing where you know you write uh you know the character for human on your palm and swallow in order to give yourself confidence uh and
1: uh, i'm glad she did that because thankfully there's no series that had a famous sort of scene of someone doing that recently a jump so nope i appreciate that i know it's i know it's like a cultural thing it's not just that you know
0: but uh and so they're like and she also like kind of trips over her words while while talking to uh, and even kind of mispronounces her, her name. And she gets, little, she gets a little flustered about it. And and Muro goes, it was fine. He's like, all right, you're OK. Uh, And uh, so Tatsumi and Shiraki kind of talk to each other. And Tatsumi's like, they're they're kind of odd. huh?" And Shiraka's like, how so? Well, because like he's. He's kind of giving her like cushy treatment, and Shiraku says, Well, should I be like that with you? No. It's yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh meanwhile, people from Team Five are talking about Shiraku's reputation a little bit and how he's, you know, really young. He's the youngest ever team leader and stuff. And Muro's like, wait a minute, she looks like she's admiring Shiraku, despite all my enthusiastic training. Am I jealous? I'm pitiful. I'm, I'm jealous. I must stay positive. Okay. Glad you went through that very riveting internal conflict over that. Um, uh, then uh, he goes and introduces himself to Tatsumi and he's like, hey, you know, you, I, I've read your profile. The fact that you're dedicated to your siblings makes me want to work harder too. It's like, all right. Nice little compliment. Uh. Then uh, it's like, all right, time for the actual introduction. And so Shrocker introduces, okay, so equipment that you get. Uh, consists of two parts, generally speaking. You get a controller and an output device. And there's all sorts of different types, but I'll start with the basic ones. Uh, And M- Muro notices that Suzu is, like, gazing at charaku and is like, Oh, da, 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 let me explain! And Chiraku just, like, completely bulldozes over him and continues the lesson, Which is like, thank you. Actually, thank you. Because this guy is just really, just kind of... Like I don't really want him to be here. <laughs> he's not annoying or anything. I' was like, I just don't really want him to be in this series. Yeah. Um, Shiraku holds up what looks like a squirt gun basically. Uh, and uh, he's like, you actually control it. you 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 turn it on with your controller, which is like this wristwatch thing, and then you pull the trigger just like a normal gun. Uh, and uh, it fires the laser beam basically. He indicates that alien weapons tend to run out of uh, energy really quickly. So they've modified theirs so that they can do multiple shots instead. Muro uses a lightsaber. Sorry, katana. um, And cuts through a thing. Yep. Uh, So they're like, so, you know, these are like the intro examples because it's a sword and it's a gun. You know, very straightforward things that we have rookies use. And we're totally fine with them cutting off their arms. So no safety equipment or anything. Um,
1: it's like World Trigger with all the, you know, special triggers. No, it's nothing all, like it. But all of them like are it. exactly no. the same. They're all 3-3 no, three, no. three, all the way across.
0: Um, yeah, we get this kind of layout that Muro's prepared of like, hey, some of them are easier to use and some of them have more power efficiency. So I've rated them on a five point scale each. And this, the katana and the gun have the same thing. This is uh,
1: horseshit, shit, by the way. First and foremost, how is a gun not easier than a katana? You just point. Like, like there's at least like, technical slicing.
0: Everyone who takes this, who is part of this agency, has mastered the art of the sword. Uh, after four years of they're training, all,
1: they're all virgins.
0: Yes. <laughs> while you were out, <laughs> I was learning the way of steam. <laughs> Yeah,
1: Yeah, while, while you were out gallivanting around, I was mastering the blade. <laughs> What I, what I want to say is horseshit is the next page we get shown the gravity equipment and it says the ease of use for it is a one. So either one is the hardest or this scale is horseshit because how is manipulating gravity such an easy thing to do?
0: I think it is supposed to be really hard to use because they're immediately like floating upside down and stuff and they have no idea how to actually write themselves or anything like right. that. Um, and, uh, They say that, you know, the zero gravity was not even originally meant to be used in combat. It was meant for ease of transportation, which makes sense. Uh, So, and (sighs) so this is so weird. So I I, I have to draw attention to this because this is where we get our chapter title because – you know, they Suzu asks, Oh, so what were they if they weren't used for combat? And Shiraku says, Oh, they were used for movement and transportation. And M- Muro says, Yes, our equipment has its own history. And Suzu says, They're convenient space goods. And Tatsumi goes, Convenient space goods? And Shiraku says, Yeah, I like that. Like, like, what?
1: Well, if I was naming a chapter, I would call it that. <laughs> and then he turns to the camera and he says I see you judging me (laughs) I want to know as I scream into the void I'm taking a part of you with me and then he he turns back and as you're reading you're like well that's weird but you do feel like a little like you weigh yourself right afterwards you're like a little part of me is lighter why is that? (laughs) It's that 28.3 grams or whatever the fuck that's supposed to be your soul.
0: Are we just establishing that like the series is just being written out of spite now? Is that what's going on?
1: <laughs> He's cursing the night.
0: <laughs> um, uh, Suzu's really happy that Chiraku likes her name for something. To which Tatsumi goes, my apologies. Which I don't know if that's a dig on Chiraku. Or what, but it's a very weird thing to say there in response to what she said. <sighs> uh, also, they introduce, oh, lenses. They're lenses that let you read brain waves and they have different modes of vision and stuff. And uh, it will also like scan people and it will give you a probability that the person you're looking at is an earthling or not. It's not perfect, but it you was know, just an alien identification. Uh, and so they're like okay you've been introduced to some of this stuff you've gotten to use a little bit of it out we do establish that the lens is very easy to use and also very power efficient which makes sense um and uh Sharak is like all right so pick either a katana or a gun so you can prepare for your exam and they're like what there's a test yeah the two of you are gotta take it together as a team and shrak is like i've got the business bye peacing out of here leaving you with a weird with a weird dude and muro's like okay uh, yeah. and, uh, it's has to be, it's like, Oh oh man, which, which piece of equipment should I use? And Murō tries to reassure them by saying, Hey, you don't need to really think about this too hard. You have no idea what kind of test is up against you. So, you know, just choose a piece of equipment that you feel comfortable with, uh, after the test and just choose whatever right now and you'll get used to it. So it's like, all right, fair enough. This is an introductory thing. You know, it's not, it's not like your fate or career rests on this. So I'm glad that they do actually put that up front. Uh, but it's like, all right, so there's no stakes. Cool. Thanks. Let's <laughs> continue with this for like the third or fourth straight chapter. It's okay. Don't worry about it. No stakes. That's me. Um, he also says that each team has different, uh, m- you know, jobs. And that Shirakus team is a bit unruly. Okay. Um, And uh, so... Then Tatsumi reveals he's made a choice and he just goes for the lenses, which uh, surprises Suzu and Muro gets really fucking intense for the final panel of the chapter, glaring at Tatsumi while his eyebrows furrow. And he says, do you mind telling me why? I don't know. He likes them.
1: He's like, I don't know, dude. Like. So far, I've been shown two ways. Like, two, like the last two major situations I was involved in didn't require a gun or a sword, and I thought maybe the computer fucking eyeballs would be pretty useful. <laughs> <laughs> More useful than it's if like, I had brought a gun to my fucking, to like, hey, could you move your car?
0: <laughs> or I'll shoot just it. <laughs> alien's area completely unchanged, but, but Tatsumi gets increasingly sarcastic chapter to chapter. <laughs> Oh no, dude! So you guys just maybe you guys maybe bro- just root around in a rice paddy for no fucking reason.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Good yeah, times. All right. Everyone loves. It. Let's talk about Blue Box, Nick. Blue Box.
0: Chapter number sixty-four. As one of her closest friends. Uh, and we get this kind of a uh, storybook-ish style uh, cover because, uh, of course, there's you know, Snow White performance and stuff. Uh, so, Uh and this play goes by very quickly, which is good because, you know, Taiki is only in so much of it. So, <laughs> um. And, you know, they start with the introduction of like, oh, you know, the queen gave birth to a beautiful girl. Her name was Snow White and she was as beautiful as Snow. And we get Hina on stage in costume. She looks very refined and pretty and everyone's drawn in by her charisma and everything. And uh, they're like, oh, yeah, she's got like this aura about her. she's like she was made for the stage. And then Taiki comes out and he's like, uh, what are you doing here? <laughs> Uh, he's he's nervous, but he's trying his best. <laughs> um, and I, I actually do appreciate that they established like, yeah. So, uh, they decided it was weird. It would be weird if the princess falls in love with a guy who just kisses her and wakes her up. So that we decide to have them meet at the beginning of the play instead. We're trying <laughs> so that she to, actually
1: knows the guy. <laughs> we tried to fix this story up so it's less weird.
0: Snow White as is, is when you think about it, it has a very creepy ending. <laughs> this dude just walks up to a girl who's who's dead or asleep according to his point of view and kisses her for no reason. <laughs> so, uh so they're like, yeah, so we decided that, you know, we have to meet and this is actually where they fall in love and then so when she gets the kiss from the prince later, that's the man she's that she's in love with. So it's an actual true loves kiss. Hey, nice little, nice little tweak. I appreciate that. Um, uh, but there is someone who says, uh, and she is in the, uh, like production booth. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a couple of members of the team that are, you know, working on the audio booth and stuff. And she says, actually, I think that it's worse that way. Because if you idealize the kind of long-standing love, it's like way too heavy. Isn't it more fun to enjoy a light-hearted love affair? And she's this girl with pigtails and a paper fan, and her name is Ayame. And they're like, you're kind of crazy. She gets this like big focus for her introduction here. So I, I just want to draw attention to that, even though she doesn't really, you know, provide a whole lot to the story right now but it seems like she'll be important later just because of the focus. The art gives her, mm-hmm. um, uh, halfway through the play. Uh, Taiki is, uh, he's, he, he's doing fine. He's doing fine. He's okay. He's not nervous. He's fine. Okay. Kyo, yo, uh, observes him being nervous. Uh, and, um, another dude, uh, who he was, Around when he, you know, brought the point of like, what's the difference between platonic friends and lovers? And he says, actually, about what we were talking about earlier, uh, I remember something actually my older brother once said, which is, it's a matter of whether you can kiss that person or not. Which... I think it's true to an extent. I think that some people have, you know, very, are very comfortable with displaying physical affection to just their platonic friends. So I think that that's an oversimplification. But anyway, he mentions kiss. Taiki overhears it and goes, hey, kiss! Uh, so I never kissed anybody! He pushes everyone runs away,
1: <laughs> Runs through the crowd, not even through the back. Like, like makes as big a scene as possible.
0: Um, and uh, so Taiki gets nervous about it. Uh, And uh, the guy does say, like, I mean, look, my my brother's a little bit free-spirited, but he says crossing the line of friendship depends on whether or not you want to touch them. Ooh. Uh, But Kyo looks at Taiki and he's like, hmm, by that logic, Taiki's... Boom. Anyway, Taiki sees them looking at him. He's like, what are you guys talking about? Nothing! So...
1: It's astonishing how much this boy can miss. Absolutely. Because they weren't far away from either having that conversation.
0: Uh, So we get to the end of the play after that. And Taiki, you know, approaches Hina while she is pretending to be dead. Uh, And he thinks to himself, like, you know, she's counting on me as one of her closest friends. Like that he's trying to just focus on that. as like, "I, I can't let Hina down. She's counting on me. It's like. You're a, yeah. to, you're a good guy. You're yeah. a good guy.
1: She has placed a lot of stress about this, this performance. He understands that and he wants to do well by what she wants. And I, I appreciate that. It's a very, very admirable way of going about it.
0: So we get the kiss scene, which is honestly like, <laughs> I guess it makes sense for just like a high school production for not even like the drama club or whatever. It's just a classes play that they've put on. But he just, like, really obviously just drapes the cape over them. <laughs> so all Mwah. their heads are kind of close. <laughs> like, you could have done something so that, like, you know, your one of your heads was back to the audience. and pretended that way. But nope. It's, it's like, we're definitely kissing under here.
1: <laughs> kissing time. This is the way people kiss.
0: Uh, Snow White wakes up. Hina looks at Taiki and she's, you know, blushing and really happy, which, and she's like, Oh, my Prince. And it's one of those things where it's like, you know, she is of course in real life has opened her eyes to see the guy that she is in love with. So there is definitely like some legitimate emotion going on there. Um, but there's a joke that they threw in, in the play too, which is just crammed to this tiny panel Cause she's like, what's with you going in for the kill while I was asleep. And they're like, yeah, I guess they added that <laughs> to just completely take the, the tension out of that situation, out of that scene. Uh, but it's like, all right, it's time to like for everyone to come together for the big finale time for the ending. But Taiki's hears something snap above them. And oh my gosh, that ball filled with confetti is falling down and it's headed right towards Hina. And so he dives towards her and throws his body over her to protect her from this five pound ball uh, that's coming towards her. I I
1: can understand it. You see something fall immediately from the top. You're like, I want to protect them. The hilarity of it hit me and we kissed. (laughs) And you're just like, look, if there was any way to that, you would not have kissed. You would have just fucking slammed your teeth into one another. And now it's sucked
0: it would have been awful. Someone would be like, oh. Oh. uh, yeah. So the confetti ball hits Taiki in the back as he's falling on her, which of course forces their mouths together. And we get this big two page spread of the confetti coming out. A piece of confetti is covering up their mouths. So you don't actually see them kiss, but they definitely kissed. And there's a banner in there as well. That says, congratulations on it, which is great. Uh, Everyone, you know, rushes in. They're worried that, you know, someone might be hurt. But everyone, everyone's totally OK. Both Taiki and Hina obviously realize what has happened. A bunch of people in the audience are like, oh, my God, did their lips just touch? Did they actually kiss? Holy shit. Uh, looks like a kiss to me. And uh, Kara. Is it Kara? It's. I think that's it. Uh, she looks over at Chinatsu. Karen. Nice. Ka- Karen. Karen. Yes. Karen. 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 I don't even know how you're supposed to be out of the Karen. She looks over at uh, Chinatsu, who, of course, is sitting right next to her. And Chinatsu is making a face. And we get the entire last two pages of the chapter dedicated to the face that she is making. And she definitely seems shocked by this. But it's hard to read otherwise because, especially compared to fucking Taiki, Chinatsu is very difficult to read. So, But there's something going on in her head after she's witnessed this. So we'll see the fallout of this later so
1: yeah i mean it's it's a fine chapter the execution's fine uh it is a little comical of like oh no it fell i must protect chinas or uh dina bump oh no we kissed and everyone to crap you like they just kissed as opposed to being like what the fuck just happened? Like, <laughs> like,
0: Is there a Phantom of the Opera who's trying to kill us? What the hell's yeah, happening?
1: Like it's so comically specific that it's like, all right, I'm gonna go along with it. Like, I'm just gonna kind of like roll with the punches on this one.
0: Um, Someone comes in to see if any good items have fallen out of the confetti ball. They're like, all right, I gotta win this. Sma- I gotta win yeah, this brawl. Like, Maximum
1: <laughs> Tomato, pretty solid. That one's good. I've been taking the beating.
0: <laughs> oh, that's just five, Mister Saturns. <laughs>
1: Boom! 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 And you knock him straight off. You just keep, you just keep going. All right. And sometimes, Mr. Saturn, no. <laughs> it says Captain Falcon knocked you off, but I want you to know, <laughs> Mr. Saturn did it.
0: Oh man, a good item, Mr. Saturn. No, come back with that item.
1: <laughs> no, the master, the laser sword belongs to me now.
0: <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so yeah, that's our blue box chapter. Let's talk
1: about something good. Let's talk about a good chapter. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's
1: going to be its theme song when it gets made into an anime when no. it gets no. made into an anime no <laughs> Nick we can no. spitball whatever we want this thing's never no. getting an anime when it gets to anime we make no. the theme song don't
0: put that energy in the world run, don't, do,
1: do, run.
0: don't do this to quick
1: <laughs> we control its future
0: and Mirai the robot from the future
1: <laughs> <laughs> the future
0: rules <laughs> Meanwhile, while the Lieutenant Samurai guys were all fighting all of the super important Mononoke, Dora was also doing important stuff. Fah! He killed a lot of them. Trust us. He definitely did. He's <laughs> very strong. Um, The one Mononoke who's been around for a while was like part of the previous group and everything goes after uh U- ujiko and, and is trying to attack uh and U- U- not ujiko is it ujiko uji whatever the too cool for all this i want everyone to praise me but i look super serious guy I he ujiko. said
1: who cares man
0: whatever he says i was counting the days until i re- until our reunion yeah uh and uh so they start fighting uh he unleashes uh bunch of uh, his voracious Hulk flaming skullhead head things um, and um, uh, uh, gets him. Nailed it. Got him. Um, and the guy's like, how'd you know? And he's like, well, reason, 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 observation from our last fight. I'm gonna kill you now. But oh no! Miyamoto comes slashing in and attacks him and he just badges to dodge out of the way. And uh, he's like, the rumors are true. You are the strongest samurai, aren't you? But you're no match for me. Ha! Cut your sword in half. Blah! Oh, blood everywhere. Ha! Oh no, he's in big trouble. Blah! Uh Um, Nobunaga. Uh, uh comes down to uh, Mononoke, a guy who's really injured, uh, and he's like, "I'm going to kill you because I'm evil." But some other guys come in. It's like the 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 the, the head of the council and also the elder guy. Uh, they start attacking him, uh, and he, and they use super awesome techniques, Bruch brusch, uh, and, uh, they hit him and all of his, like, sashes get ripped off and he is a humanoid looking guy with, uh, black eyes and, uh, like a lightning bolt stone where his heart would be or something. Uh, and he's got past with them and, uh, uh, they're, they're like, uh, why do you look like that? Your energy is Mononoke energy. You've resorted to the ultimate taboo, the forbidden technique of merging with the Mononoke. Doron Dororon stole from Bone <laughs> <laughs> So... Uh, they're upset that uh, he's betrayed them because they used to be like brothers. They're big brother Hanzo. And he's like, yeah, I've got a secret, a secret Izanagi style. Ha! He blows up a building with it and uh, the uh, older guy protected everyone with his body so that they wouldn't die. And Uji! It's just Uji, not Ujiko, Uh, Dora and Kusanagi are there and they kind of wake him up Uh, and they're like, oh man, Miyamoto's at large and he blew up headquarters and stuff. Uh. And uh, everyone's unconscious now. Uh, It's all up to Uji and Dora and Kusanagi. And Uji says, you guys got to go be ultra superheroes. I'm counting on you. And they run off in order to save the day.
1: Yeah. Um, So this chapter happened. Uh, It's pretty crazy. Bad guy's here now, Nick. He's, He's pretty intimidating. But um, I think, and this is just like, this is a speculation. Actually, you know what? I'm going to get into theory time. This is like big brain theory time. We haven't done like a really big prediction in a while. I'm going to predict that Dora and Kusanagi are going to work together and <laughs> overcome this guy. <laughs> they're going to say, I really believe in you. And their power is going to get really high and they're going to defeat this bad guy.
0: Uh, I don't know. That seems a little bit too basic for the highest standard we've come to expect from Dora and innovative fight scenes. There's
1: twists all over the place. You know, you, you never really know. We've been through so many highs and lows with this series. I feel like it's so <laughs> simple for its conclusion.
0: How many more chapters? Just how many more chapters?
1: Just... I mean, it can't be too many more, right? Like. We gotta be getting new series sometime soon, right? <laughs> Anyways, in the interim, Nick, let's talk about
0: I've got a puzzle for you, Quinn. For me. Okay. For you, yes, you. Alright. <clears throat> Pacific Promotions Paramount poetizes prohibited portal.
1: Oh, is this uh Tanahashi?
0: That is correct.
1: Yeah. He he was the one who broke the forbidden door.
0: He coined the phrase uh, forbidden portal, which then became forbidden door, which is uh, now used uh, for any Any, any cross promotion wrestling event that happens. It was pretty cool of him to do that. It's like, you know, calling it a forbidden portal. That sounds awesome. Like, so
1: <laughs> It is an extremely cool title to like describe just like that. It was taboo for a very long time to actually have companies work together.
0: Yep. All right. Let's do I feel like We should do
1: another wrestling tangent. Usually those take longer. So I feel like people are going to be like, you got oh, it too quickly. Yeah. Right. Like now we're just going to talk about fucking. why don't you guys talk about wrestling some more?
0: Did you know that, uh... Ooh, is
1: this like one of those Did You Know channels? Did you know
0: that... <laughs> well, we're talking about piano series. Okay. Did you know that, uh, one of the elements of mankind's backstory mm-hmm. that got dropped really quickly was the, the mankind banding. was, well, he was like an abused pianist uh who like uh you oh, know you were trying to play wrestler
1: mankind i thought yes. you meant like the global mankind like mankind's oh. backstory we were all piano
0: users <laughs> yeah uh he like so he would like try and play the piano when he his fingers would get abused when he uh would pl- would mess up and that's why like his you know fingers were like strapped together and stuff uh and then when he would win his matches beautiful piano music would play when it was this awful dirt when he would come out because when he would win he would hear the beautiful piano music and Aww, stuff
1: that's actually kind of beautiful
0: mick foley's a very creative dude like <laughs> yeah, that's
1: actually kind of sweet uh in contrast to that, I recently remember the plot of uh Kane's See No Evil movie. Because I was talking about it with one of my friends who I actually saw it with, and I was like, yeah, all I remember is, like, Kane kills a dude because, like, she her phone goes off while she's in the cupboard. Like, that was her character flaw. Is she spent too much time on her phone, so he, like, forces her to swallow her own phone, and, like, she dies that way. And then I slowly piece by piece it's like actually i think he dies at the end i think he like falls off a building actually i think he has like an evil mom who's seen like who's like in like the basement of this hotel or whatever actually i think she used to torture him i think it's basically friday the 13th (laughs) now that i think about it like it's almost a hundred percent that premise
0: and then there's a scene in the sequel where he uh, kills a person for trying to uh, investigate the president's alleged crimes. Does he? What? <laughs> no. Oh.
1: <laughs> oh, I get it. I got it's what you're saying.
0: Because he freaking wrote that tweet. It's like, what's America coming to that we're investigating <laughs> alleged crimes?
1: People being held responsible for their actions. What have we come to as a country?
0: Yeah Kane uh, is,
1: uh, Kane is like the definition of a wrestler who like his plot or or his uh his popularity has plummeted as a result of him existing outside of wrestling now.
0: Yeah. At least when the Undertaker does weird conservative stuff, he just kind of talks about it in terms of his private life. He's not like going I out say, and Yeah. I,
1: I don't follow him on Instagram, so you know who knows. Yeah.
0: Any who's Let's go, New World! That's the chapter. Oh, title. they're going
1: to the new world. Mimin completely our hopes
0: forgets are... the song she's supposed to play. Piano cover of we are.
1: And then she breaks the piano and they're like, well, the contest is <laughs> over. Team Lucky wins because they had more points to full. We only brought one
0: piano. Oh man, what a great way to win a piano contest that'd be. <laughs> That would be a. Can you imagine like a rhythm game slash fighting game where like you're trying to get notes while also trying to destroy your opponent's method of hitting the right notes? Like that get one Guitar Hero mini game, but it more destruction say, involved. Mean, <laughs> like
1: the way I used to play Guitar heroes so my friends were like, you would be playing really well and you'd see them struggling, so you just start making fart sound effects and try to make them <laughs> laugh, and then it's even harder, and then you win.
0: Yeah, there was a there was a Guitar Hero minigame where like you could get power ups in order or it was a mode, I guess, where you could get power ups to then make it harder for your opponent to play. But more than that, I mean, like, no, you blow stuff up like you're de- beating, destroying a car in a fighting game uh, minigame or something. Hmm. Anyway, I'm intrigued. Mimin is the first to perform in the second round of their matchup. Uh, and, uh, so, you know, we get some of the crowd kind of talking about what she's been up to pr- recently. I like that, you know, Mimin got all dressed up in this nice robe. That's got bows and stuff. And she's still just wearing her shorts and crop top underneath it. So it's just, it's just like, yeah, I put on this robe over this. <laughs> um, Mimin is kind of lost in her own world for a bit, even as the MC says, begin. And then she's like, Wait a minute. I'm the only one with no current character motivation. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Why am I here? Uh, and she's like, you know, Lucky wants Fanta to see mom and Fanta doesn't want to see her. That guy is quitting whoever he is. I wasn't paying attention to any of that. Um, and Melolin wants to stop suffering. And that dada da 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 guy, he... He's got something going on. (laughs) She doesn't even know for sure. (laughs) Some of these people. Uh, And she is like, okay, so Maloli has been saying that she's suffering because of me, but I've showed her I'm free now. So that just means she needs to do her best. But I'm here. I need some sort of character motivation. And then she realizes they're like, oh, right, there's an audience here, too. Uh, but also she sees that her like handlers have all shown up, too. And they they all successfully get her attention. Say, you're supposed to be playing right now. And she asks, hey, why why'd you come here? And they say, well, we asked if we could attend Fanta, if we could attend because we wanted to make sure you were OK. She's like, oh, well, that's nice here, have some of these. And she just takes a bunch of bows off of her robe kimono thing and starts tossing them towards them. And then she whips it off and starts throwing them out. Everyone can have some of these bows. Uh, and, uh, we cut away from there to where, to like the green room. Uh, and, uh, Sora Chica and Fonta are talking about that. And Sora Chica's like, was that Nakai and her other assistants? And Fonta says, yeah, yeah, they're all here. They've, uh, They've actually been going behind dad's back and helping hide Mimin from the people that have been trying to retrieve her. And Mimin hasn't even noticed that they've been helping her. It's like, oh, that's very sweet. They're loyal to her. Um, And uh, we get, uh, what's his name? Is it Sionji? Is that his name? Or am I making that up? Ponytail dude. Uh, yeah. It is. Okay, good.
1: Uh, no, I don't I'm, know. I'm just calling him ponytail, dude. I don't, but, I forget his name. Oh,
0: so. damn it. I thought that was, I thought I had learned, but I guess I haven't. Uh, so, uh, uh, and Sayonji like, oh, well, uh, you know, yeah, I guess those three are all just acting on their own. And because Mimin's just, you know, got a talent for being loved. You better do your best, Maloli. Uh, and then he over says, rather than figuring out a plan, it'd be so much easier if you just hurry up and love her. So he ships it, um, apparently.
1: Yeah, why wouldn't he? Everyone's fucking. We have eyes.
0: Uh, Maloli is is observing Mimin's uh, get get set to perform, and she just thinks to herself, "You know, shine bright, shine until you can't shine any brighter." Uh, and she even starts to pray. It seems while she's thinking this, uh, Mimin thinks to herself that she feels like totally free now. And she's like, it's been so much fun to have my fairies come out and play with them all over the country. So I'm going to think about how to make things even more fun. And she starts playing and all the Maloli fairies come out her, uh, with like Cupid arrows, uh, everywhere and stuff. And then she casts the fairies out into the audience with the command to ask everyone what their idea of fun is, And the fairies actually go out and start talking to people and say, what do you think is fun? And some of them are like, oh, a trip around the world. And Min's like, yeah, I'll use that. Uh, Flying around the world. I started out doing that, but not with my fairies. Yay, let's go to a new world. Uh, (laughs) All right, here we go.
1: She's (laughs) so fucking, this series has now blended the reality and like figurative sense because now the fairies are actually literally interacting with the world to provide her questions and answers so are they real (laughs) like or did she just get up there and it was like a fucking whose line is it anyway prompt she's like tell me what your idea of fun is and one guy was like pet store and she's like that's not the No, no no (laughs) no no that's all we're talking about
0: look I've got very peculiar uh, uh, guidelines for suggestions that I will take Nothing that involves a day job because I can't relate to that as an obscenely rich genius musician.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Go around the world, playing piano. Okay. That's what we'll do. Sound good. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, this is, I mean, it's, it's nice to see Mimin just be herself in general. Uh, and that's what this chapter was out. It was about essentially. sometimes,
1: All right, Nick, let's talk about Mashal magic and muscles chapter 119 rain aims the family of two so we open with uh, finn with a little narration of him saying my brother was the only family i had in the world he's blessed with talent unlike me i was always useless and i've just made my brother look bad and that's probably the reason why he started to avoid me i'm sure rain felt ashamed about me and uh we see is just like you suck <laughs> like, you suck <laughs> yeah just like talk about desperate you're you're so weak you barely do anything and range just like have you ever struggled for anything and is like uh no because i'm not cringe like you feels bad man <laughs> oh wait i repeated myself because he said feels bad like a moment before he's really weird he's like oh well well what was it you said earlier like i will kill you and he like pulls his head, head back a little bit it's a little bit insensitive, I don't know why you're doing that Daily Saster <laughs> uh, he's like you're totally kidding because you're a losing loser and uh, he goes to continue the fight Rain comes out on the losing end of that one as well and he says fuck I was about to say he says fuck but he doesn't but it would be pretty cool if he was like
0: fuck just one F-bomb <laughs> yeah. per like 100 volumes of, of Jump or something yeah, like yeah. That.
1: Just, you can get one you can always get one fuck it if you're, if you're, if you're nice about it uh, he goes, damn, this healing magic means he's always at his best and with magic to spare, you know? And and Finn's like, please, Rain, let me eat. And he's like, no, I've don't make me repeat myself. And finally, Finn has had enough of this. And he's just like, you big, stubborn fool. What does, like, showing, like, what does it prove if all you do is get yourself killed? Like, this is not the time to be obstinate. And, you know, Rain's like, shut up. Why did you follow me anyway? You aren't supposed to be here. You should be leading a normal life with a normal family. Have a bunch of kids that you love to make up for losing our parents. Grow up to be a normal old man. Leave the bad job, like the bad guys and the dirty jobs to me. And Finn's just like, wait, are you serious? Having you with me has always bought me joy. Like, yes, I compare our lives to others growing up, but I've always been thankful that I had to rely on you. And let me help you. You're the only one left in, I have in this world. Don't bear all this on yourself. Then, you know i don't want i want to be normal i don't i don't want that i i'm happy where i am i have friends and i've learned that even if you're not good at something or if you're scared the key is to help each other out and we get a little bit more of that flashback that went on between his conversation with Wahlberg. and it's just like yeah you know like you got to if you're going to do this shake up the world because your plans are to say like hey orphans are people too you have to expect that like the actions like people are going to strike at you and your family and finn, uh, Rain's just like yeah i'm, I'm going to keep it at a distance so you know as long as he can build a happy like a healthy world then i'll be okay and you know we just see finn or rain being like i still remember when you used to come crying to me about the slightest thing you've grown up finn and he stands up and you know has his sword he's ready to go back off into fight again and you know, Finn is just like, no, please, he's marching to his death. I have to help him. Give me strength. And, you know, Rain and Saster strike once again. Uh, Rain's uh, weapon gets broken. It looks like he's done for. Uh, Finn's wand glows with power. There's a big explosion of light. And he's just like, wait, holy shit, what was that? And we just see Finn get his wand. He activates it. A second line rips down his face as he activates his magic changes second butterfly sanatium uh and he's activated his new spell and we see Finn or rain is like i'm being healed and i'm like oh well that's not good but all it did was a story the default i'll just do it and then he just gets fucking overwhelmed <laughs> it's fucking like swords like just a shit ton hit him he's like what the fuck? I had the advantage until a second ago. What What are they doing? Are they combining magic power? And Rain just says, I need to make a correction. I told you that I would kill you. I meant to say we.
0: Brother team up! Yeah, nice! Yeah, that's pretty
1: sweet. I love it. Love these yeah. brothers working together.
0: Yeah, and hey, Finn got to do a big badass thing. It took... See? it. Took him so long, but he had his big moment. Yeah.
1: I wasn't wrong when I said I thought a bigger Finn moment was coming. I thought it would have been the next chapter, but it happened like six chapters later. So I'm not crazy, just a little foolish. Yeah. I like this chapter a lot. It's very good very stuff.
0: Nice. Yeah. All right. We're going to move on into the of Samurai, chapter 73, Hisashiban, 1335. Uh, so the Hisashiban are out in town and essentially are selling war bonds. Basically. Uh, they're, you know, selling a bunch of merchandise around them, uh, in order to get money and stuff. And, uh, you um, Matsu's getting laid a whole ton, uh, <laughs> just too much probably. Uh, and also that is just the same woman five times. It looks like, so, um, <laughs> so, but, uh, And uh, we get a little bit of like, hey, we have to reestablish because these guys are going to be like the next arc villains, basically. So let's get some of their character back in. Um, And uh, we get... (sighs) Kira eats grass? Yes. Sure. Uh, And uh, Imagawa, the guy who wears the horse mask, comes up and says... I love horses.
1: I knew, I I love, love horse. I knew a couple of people horses. like that in high school.
0: <laughs> and I, all right. Um, and that, you know, they start talking him up. Uh, Uesugi, the demonic looking one says like, Oh, you know, loving horses befits a warrior. And I hear he owns many. And the younger looking one says, Oh, he must really like them. Yeah. Look at what he's eating. It's horse meat, raw horse meat. I've seen the way he fights. But that predilection is sick. <laughs> Just chowing down on raw meat in the middle of all this. Like, all right, cool. Um, and uh, th- also the guy who was going to go and sleep with Tons and Tons of women says, the Hasashi bond is strong, but they're all weirdos. I'm the only normal one. I mean, I guess if you think that way, uh, one of them also has like, a, an idol girl on his breastplate
1: dude i love it this dude's the first like fucking simp of the new world he's just like i've got my vtuber girl i i I got my merch i hang it on my chest and, you know like she's with me whatever you're just like what the fuck <laughs>
0: how did you do that yep also uh he says that dancing angel Seruko is my goddess i thought her up myself so yeah virtual girl yeah um then we get uh oh god was Yoshisue goes to meet with uh Tadayoshi uh and he I have to get this family relationship uh right here Yoshisue's older sister is married to Tadayoshi uh and his daughter would later wed Takaoji's son. So they're tightly knit uh, and bound by family relations. Uh, and their clan is also very close to the Ashikaga clan. So he goes to meet with, uh, with Tadeyoshi. And uh, he brings up the fact that, like, I mean, look, the enemy's got the initiative, even though we know where they're headed. Uh, the fact that, you know, we only found out who the Hojo heir uh, was when we did uh, means we didn't get a chance to attack and kill him. Um. And Tariyoshi agrees, like, yeah, our situation's not actually ideal, but I chose your group because its members have more than lineage and youth. They have madness. Intense loyalty to the Yashikaga takes many insane forms within them. They have extraordinary talents, and their madness magnifies their valor many times over. Such power can defeat any rebel. That is what I believe. And Yoshisue says, well, I'm just a man of ordinary common sense, so I don't understand madness. But Tadayoshi says, that is fine. For the sake of the Ashikaga, your sister and daughter, and for me, use this katana to behead Tokiyuki and return home safe. So I do like this scene. We get this established and we're like, okay. Yoshisue is going to be the guy who's very sensible and is going to be kind of the center of this while we've got all these other insane characters to deal with in the meantime. But that's presumably our, like, war general, the mind we have to do the chess battle with for now. Um, Then we get a very weird sequence where uh, Tokiyuki's forces engage with some random general who carries a cat with him into battle uh, and says that he's going to feed... um, hojo flesh to it and himself uh and uh he talks about how great it's going to be when he rises in status and he gets really excited and starts to squeeze that poor kitty to death uh but then the hojo forces arrive there's a whole ton of them tokyuki's riding with them uh and um the general guy panics and says he's going to kill the cat which is like fuck this guy uh Kodro says, so who cares? Fuck you, Kodro. <laughs> but Tokyuki is a hero, so he g- orders Genba to snatch that cat to safety, and he does. And then Tokyuki carries the kitty with him into battle. <laughs> so it was a very weird finish to uh, a chapter that was just like, hey, remember these villains? These are the guys who are going to be falling for them for a little while. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a chapter of, like, hey, there's a bunch of new characters, and they all have, like, minor personality quirks, where, like, this is fine, I'll have to see them in, like, a longer stretch, because, like, part of me also remembers, like, when they introduced the generals, and they didn't really do much, and then when mm-hmm. it was, like, here are the side army people in um, Kojiro's like, unit or whatever, and, like, those characters have kind of briefly brought brought up a little bit more. These ones have a little bit more like a fully fledged personality, but I'm I'm kind of waiting to see if they're actually that relevant or not.
0: We will see. We shall.
1: Black Clover! Let's talk about Black Clover P. 333, the world's savior and its flaw. Uh, so we just opened with narration. I gave it a lot of thought. The greatest devil host potential in the history of our family is an exceptional being born with two souls in one body.
0: Which means that he can use two different kinds of magic. Who would have thought?
1: Two different kinds. This is unprecedented. Nick, hold your horses. He I think he potentially had more than one type of magic. Uh, who are we? What are we meant to accomplish? We bound a supreme devil Astaroth, of time magic to ourselves in an attempt to learn the answer. I've seen it, Julius. The future. True peace for the world. Lucius, isn't that? We see now it's like a conversation between these two brothers of like, yes, I foresaw that you would try to stop me as well, and it's a shame. No one's ever been closer to me than you, and yet you don't understand. And Julius is just like, what do you plan to do, Lucius? And he's like, it's all right. I've seen it all. We'll be able to bring peace to the world. And we cut back to the present as everything's kind of like, everyone's like, what? The Wizard King? And Asta's the first person. who's like, wait, no, you're not him. Who are you? And suddenly a spell goes off. And we just see, like, this giant sphere envelop the area. And we just see everyone is frozen. Birds are frozen in the sky. All the other people are frozen. But Asta's not. And Lucius is coming up to, like, touch him on the forehead. And Asta activates sort of his uh, hybrid form. And he's like, no, I'm not letting that happen. And Lucius is just like hmm this is anti-magic the power that flies in the face of natural law and uh it's just like wait a minute you've you that's the wizard's king magic but this this spell is huge and, and um i don't know why i'm blanking out his name lucius lucius i want to keep calling him Lucifero, and that's the demon <laughs> and then i'm like well now i don't remember his name at all i just need to remember two things one lucius fox two he's luscious Lucius, got it. Um,
0: Because I've absorbed Lucifero, (laughs) Batman.
1: (laughs) Now you must die. Uh, And they're like, wait, you absorbed it? You're Julius, but you're not. You're human, but you're not. What are you? What have you done with the Wizard King? And Lucius is just like, I am Lucius Socrates, savior of the world. And Julius is dead. And he's just he just goes on and like ass, is like whoa but he just explains he's like look he already did what he wanted to we it was all in service of our deal for the sake of true peace a world without sadness or hatred or war or discrimination which by the way the Wizard King was real bad at so I don't know what he means, by he completed his mission because we know for a fact the Clover Kingdom was rife with discrimination and issues. Oh
0: no, no, he's saying that that Julius just got him in position yeah, okay. so that he would have the power to do that himself. Okay, gotcha.
1: Because I was gonna say, let, let's not know, let's not forget that so much awful stuff has happened under Julius as the I Wizard think. King.
0: Julius did want to do those things, but yes, he wasn't good at them, yeah. so uh Lucius is
1: just like yeah we're gonna repair all humans and then my siblings and i will destroy them and use our magic to recreate them so potentially maybe we haven't seen the last of the uh the zagranus siblings or whatever yeah, maybe uh and he says then to prevent any further mistakes i will rule over everything as the final wizard king and "Is like what the fuck are you talking about he doesn't say fuck either but it would be pretty dope if he did he got his one fucking he's like well, fuck what are you talking about <laughs> um, and lucius just says i foresaw everything except for one thing you by yeah oh by rights no living thing should ever be born without magic you are the world's flaw for the sake of a just future flaws must be eliminated and I do like this because there's just a panel of like nothing. And Asta's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I see. Fuck you. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> what are you a flaw? Fuck you i will fucking break your goddamn face or up your goddamn face. i will gonna cr- crunch your fucking head.
0: Asta is an idiot, but sometimes it does really work. His very blunt and straight head style. And yeah, this guy has just insulted him to his face and called him a mistake on top of all the other bad things he's done, he's like, yeah, fuck you, I'm gonna stop you. You're ridiculous. You're going to destroy humanity and then rule over it? Fuck you, I'm gonna stop yeah. you. Good for you, Asta. So, so
1: Asta's like, that's the wizard king I lo- looked up to, the one who put his life on the line for everybody, and there's no way he'd die that easy, so I'm gonna stop you and save him. And Lucius is just like, I'm stronger than Julius, you know.
0: He looks so smug. Fucking <laughs>
1: yeah, fuck him, this <laughs> stupid sweater vest. And Asta just says, in that case, and he pulls out his sword activates it shuts off the anti-magic barrier or the the time barrier that's going on around him all everyone starts moving again and he pulls out two swords he says right here right now i'll surpass the wizard king bum bum yeah. bum, bum, bum bum bum
0: it's a cool chapter uh, oh. i will say uh you know this setup with i mean it's a it's a pretty straightforward, like when I am in charge, then there will be peace and prosperity and equality among everyone, with me ruling over everyone. You know, it's it is a very, you know, it's kind of straightforward, evil goal plot. But the way that it's delivered, I do really actually quite like it. Uh, and I like the way that we see this shadowy conversation between the two souls in his body between Julius and Lucius Julius who you know was ignorant of stuff that was going on because it was hidden from him and I really like the way that Asta comes off in this chapter in this chapter where he hears this plan out and he's like this is horrible and I'm gonna stop you and he does a really cool uh, pose at the end after breaking the spell it's a big it's a big cool moment for Asta yeah.
1: It's very okay. cool I like it good stuff.
0: Let's finish with One Piece. Cross Guild. That's <laughs> the name of the chapter. chapter that should be the name of a
1: video game. Cross Guild.
0: It's a pretty cool name. Yeah. So the party in the Flower Capital is now over. Uh, the, uh, un- unfortunately, the Scabbards uh, did not come out of the fight uh, looking so good. Raizu is all shriveled up, as is uh, Shinobu, uh, because, you know, they got the fluid drained out of them. Uh, Kinemon, uh, you know, blames himself for not being there to help out. And they're like, hey, it's all right. We got out of it okay, Thanks to Momonosuke helping out. Um, He, of course, was going to go and see Otsuru. uh, And he, you know, reports that like, oh, yeah, you know, the town had burned down. Uh, Otsuru's got a burn on her face but she's alive and well and we and we kind of cut over to uh, see a conversation between Otsuru and I don't even know if we've met this woman before uh, there's so many characters in this arc
1: <laughs> we, we, we did meet this woman before uh, it was uh, I believe early on in that chunk where they uh, they went to oh god I can't remember the name of the city it's where they fought Hold'em Right. I believe she was there.
0: So, but we see that, like, hey, they reconnected. They're still very, very clearly, very much in love. And uh, it seems like they're going to go back to living together. It was like, all right, a nice, a nice, happy ending for Kinemon after traveling with the crew for quite a while. So, like, hey, he you got, you got everything that he wanted. He got to fulfill his mission and his duty to Odin by getting Momonosuke back and getting him back in power. And he gets to be with his wife now. Good for him. Uh, and uh, everyone's like, oh my god, dude, stop, stop being so. <laughs> you're like, you're being so gross. Stop it. Uh, and uh, Ryzo's like, I wish I had someone who loved me. <laughs> They're like, ah, don't die, Ryzo. Uh, I don't know. It'd be fine if he did. We, we lost to some way cooler guys than him. Uh, <laughs> Carrot comes in to talk to Dogstorm and Cat Viper. She's been enjoying the party. She's got some dongo and other stuff. And they're like, hey, you're going to be the new king of (laughs) of the
1: Mokumoto No, guys. Carrots definitely joining the Straw Hats. Guys, it's definitely happening. I remember... So long ago I was gonna make a bet that if Carrot joined the Straw Hats permanently, I was gonna like dye my hair orange. And I was like, God, what if it doesn't happen? Like, what if it does? And I'm gonna be really No fuck it, I knew it. I was always right. You're always just fucking weirdos.
0: It definitely seemed like it was less and less and less and less likely to happen we throughout have, the Wano arc. We
1: should have learned our lesson after Polly. Like, no, this is this is coming off a little too strong.
0: I don't really even remember Polly. So
1: uh, that was that was a big deal during the Water Seven arc. They were like, they need the shipwright. Polly was like the oh right, 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 the rope guy. Everyone was like, and oh, then it turned out to be gonna... Frank
0: instead. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Carrots just comes in munching on her food. And she's you know she's like, no king of Mo Okay. Wait. What? <laughs> <laughs> um. And she's like, what are you talking about? And dog storm and cat and viper the points that they make individually make sense i don't know if it all it, makes it them, is no. something
1: where you're like how old is she like yeah, she's like
0: uh, like she's i feel like she's right? like a kid like yeah. yeah
1: i was like i do get that she's the one with the most worldly experience that's not already like one of your main combat force essentially right <laughs> but like
0: yeah it is wild uh, and they do. I mean, like the argument that they make is internally consistent and logical because they say, like, look, Cat Viper and Dog Storm wants to stay with the Kozuki clan and serve Momonosuke. So they can't rule anymore. And they say, you're one of the few people who's actually been out to see the world because you've been traveling with Luffy. So that means that you can actually use that experience and pass it on to, to, to the next era. And also you represent the next era because you're part of the younger generation. And Carrot's like, well, th- but there's people who are stronger than me, and yeah, there's th- the three Musketeers who are going to be helping her and stuff. Uh, and Wanda says that she'll help out too, but they're like, but hey, you also carry on Pedro's will. Y- you know, we're leave- willing to leave the legacy and the responsibility of Zoe to you guys. So it's something that's like, all right, it's it's nice, and it's like, hey, I'm glad that Carrot got something but it is very much like why carrot though (laughs) i don't know if this is wise Um. it
1: makes sense in this in in the 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 logic of there's only like two other characters from zoe that we know Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) so
1: in that way she's the best candidate and it does create the idea of like the new generation taking over as we've seen in basically every other location they've ever been to. Like here's the new generation that's going to take over. And the older one will be there to support them. Um, which is great you know. But yeah it definitely is one of those things of like. Sure okay.
0: It would have been nicer if we had seen more moments of Carrot. Properly like learning. Or like demonstrating maybe leadership qualities or something. I, I don't even have anything specific. Because that's how little she really got to do during this whole remember arc remember that time Wano, she drew so. a
1: couple straw hats as Bishoujo characters, Nick?
0: I don't even remember that. I don't even remember that's that.
1: like the one scene. It was a great scene. It was a hilarious scene, but it's it, it was like the one scene people point to. Like Remember that cool moment she had there, and then she turned into like a wear rabbit And then yeah. that was it?
0: That was basically it. She didn't get to do anything in Wano. <laughs> she, she lost some fights. That's <laughs> just
1: well, that was all Whole Cake Island. She didn't do anything in Wano. Uh,
0: I think that she tried to fight Perospero and yeah, then she, she lost. She
1: had a fight and then lost, yeah. yeah
0: off screen. That's about it. Uh, like, we're going to we, need
1: that power to protect Zoe yeah. when you lost to Perospero, like yeah. the 7th most powerful member of Big Mom's crew.
0: Yeah. Uh, Sukiyaki introduces himself to his grandkids uh, who immediately embrace him and he apologizes uh, for you know not being around um and uh, the, they're like hey, hey hey i mean like we we're just glad that we have a relative who's alive uh so it's like oh that's that's nice uh, and <laughs> i do love this bit uh, this chapter reminded me of like all oh, right Kinemon was a fun character <laughs> at certain points um because you know sukiyaki turns to the other is like, oh, I suppose that you, you, you knew. And, and Kawamatsu is like, oh, of course. And then like, yes, I mean, we thought it would have been rude to reveal it. And Kinemon's just like privately, like he was Sukiyaki the, whole time.
1: <laughs> the fuck!
0: <laughs> I love that. I love that joke with him. It's a good one. Um, then, uh, you know, they pass something from Ron, pass on the information to the straw hats. The pluton is within the country. She clarifies, like, I wasn't able to see it myself but it's here. Uh, and Frankie's like, I can't believe that that something of that power actually is here. Uh, and, uh, we reestablished that Frankie had burned the plans for it. Uh, and Robin says to Luffy, yeah, yeah. The ancient weapon, Pluton, uh, with a bear is the name of a God. You want it, Luffy? Nah, <laughs> of course he doesn't want it. He's Luffy. <laughs> um, but, uh, they also wonder like, okay, well, Odin wanted to open up the borders of Wano. Why would he want to unleash such a horrible weapon? And then Shinobu shows up and. No, it's she's thin now.
1: She, yeah, she's hot now. Yeah. Uh, Austin has been like texting me because he's, he's slowly watching One Piece. And like the main comment I keep getting, he's like, Oda really hates fat people. And I was like, yeah. what do you mean? And you see when she's like this, you're like, yeah, it's a little bit. Yeah,
0: a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Uh, But there is a a, a moment that we did did that I really like because uh, Otama is with her and she's in like her own kind of ninja gear and she doesn't know any ninjutsu, but she's doing ninja poses, which is very cute. Uh, And uh, she says, hey, yeah, the next time that you come by, I'm going to be really tough and then you can let me join your crew. And Luffy's like, yeah, if you can use ninjutsu by then, then yes. It's like, that's very sweet. And I, I mean, I, I get locked little... it
1: into my brain. Sin's going to show up, and they're going to come back to Wano, and Otama is going to join the Straw Hats. Nick, it's going to be like an epilogue thing.
0: If we get like an epilogue thing, and Otama joins the Straw Hats, I'll actually be very happy because like the bond that she and movie have had has legitimately been very sweet, and I've and I've liked it, and also like, God, yeah, um. <sighs> caribou meanwhile is also here (laughs) he's still spying on everyone like a weird creeper and he has just overheard this conversation about pluton he's like i gotta let a certain someone know about this uh who's he gonna knock them out to Ooh,
1: i'm assuming blackbeard
0: Mm, probably uh some days pass And we see that you know uh, Momonosuke is you know getting some reports from people. He's the new shogun, and he's got some duties to attend to. Uh, He's you know walking down the hallway, uh, and he's got people calling out to him over certain stuff. But he's clearly distracted, and uh, so he you know goes into a room, and he you know says like, "Hey, Zoro, can you teach me some sword fighting?" And he sees that the straw hats are gone, and so he rushes around trying to find all of them. Uh, Yamato is also missing and he doesn't know where everyone is. Uh, so he, he asked, you know, where where did everyone go? Uh, and then he hears uh, Hiyori playing her shamisen and uh, Atoko is with her also playing. And uh, Hiyori says, yeah, they all said goodbye to everyone this morning and they left. And no one said anything to Momonosuke.
1: We're about well. to get a big fucking, like, everyone raise their arm moment, Nick, it's yeah. coming
0: uh and uh momenosuke runs to, and finds kinemon he's like luffy's gone and kinemon's apparently also the only other person that they didn't say goodbye to so we cut to <laughs> i forgot about this scene. <laughs> we cut to the port uh law and kid and luffy are all getting set to lead their crews out and, and so yeah you know, they've got you know their log poses ready to go and they say okay yeah there there's three different directions that we could head in so we should each pick one and both kid and luffy because they're kids they're children say the middle ones <laughs> And Law's the only one who's like, yeah, I'm going northeast. Uh, I guess I'm the only one who gets my choice. Yeah, you guys know that that's the route that gets me the furthest (laughs) It's
1: My favorite moment, because we now know enough about Law's character to know he thinks he's the smart adult in this group, but he's actually just as much of a child as them. So it's him being like, you pick the middle one, you stupid (laughs) children. And you're like, you're much you're as much of a dumbass as the rest of these people. You're just slightly smart enough to know that you need to go straight, you need to go that way to actually get there.
0: Uh, and to settle the fact that Kid and Luffy both wanted to go in the same route, uh, they draw straws, and Luffy loses, so they're stuck going uh, southeast. Which, I guess, if Northeast puts Law the furthest ahead, that will put the Straw Hats the furthest behind. But. <sighs> Who knows? Um, And uh, Luffy and Kid are trading childish insults. And Luffy's like, "Uh, well, I'm an emperor of the sea. (laughs) He's one of the most important people on the planet. And they're bickering like children. It's the best. Uh, But Kid then brings up, hey, you know what? When it comes to emperors of the sea, the one who gets me really mad is him. And he slaps a poster down. And it's a poster for Buggy and the Cross Guild, which includes Crocodile and Mihawk. What the fuck happened? Yeah, dude, there's got like, if
1: we don't get it, I want a movie that explains what the fuck happened for these guys to work together. Like, it's it's wild. I mean,
0: I guess my instinct is they <laughs> know that Buggy a, a an idiot, but he's got immense Popularity, so this is an opportunity for them to take advantage of in some way for each of them. But Crocodile and Mihawk, two of like, and Buggy,
1: yeah, like it's like, I, like I can almost see Crocodile being like, "Yeah, I get it." Mihawk, you're like my guy. Why you have so little patience for ass? <laughs> like, like I feel like Buggy's the antithesis of the person you want to hang out with. Also. It's gotta hurt. Fucking uh, Moji was like, oh, I was the first mate on your crew. Like, what's going on? <laughs> like, is Kabaji just like, why isn't the chief of staff on here? Kabaji the acrobat, I'm a big deal. Oh, well, he's the greatest swordsman in the world, but can he do it on a unicycle? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, that's what
1: he says to him every time as he rides by. He's like, must be sweet if you could sword fight on a unicycle. <laughs> Like my, just Miyak brushing his teeth and he rides in like, oh, sorry, brushing I don't want to run over your toes on my, mo- my unicycle.
0: Brushing his teeth with a tiny sword, which he uses to just slash pla- the, the plaque in half.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty sweet. But you're still doing on a unicycle. Could you do it on a unicycle, though? Like, probably. But we'll never know. But we know I can. Squirky, squirky, squirky.
0: I mean, I don't have a unicycle. Can I borrow yours? Nope.
1: (laughs) Nope. There's only one. It's mine. If you touch it, I'll kill you because I can kill you with a unicycle. (laughs) (laughs) So
0: don't even try. (laughs) Um, and, uh, yeah, of course the Straw Hats are wondering about this. Zorro's like, I I can't believe that Hawkeyes is doing that. Which, of course, he's befuddled by it completely. Um... But Law admits, like, I mean, if he's got these two as his followers, then, yeah, Bucky is a freaking emperor. <laughs> There's no question of it. Yeah. Um, and uh, Kid brings up the fact that the Cross Guild has started putting bounties on important members of the Navy. So they are fighting back with their own bounty system. Interesting. Um, so each of the three ships sets off in their own directions And Kid says as they're going their own separate ways, hey, once we meet up outside of Wano, we're going to fight to the death, just like all the other times. So back to being buyers for everyone. Um, However, Law throws a uh, canvas uh, at their feet and says, hey, this is a copy of the Road poneglyph. You've got as much variety to it as we do. Only a trifling man would sneak out to a head start. Which he oh. just did by taking the shortest route. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were all stupid. They, that's on them. It's a cool move on his part, yeah. though. They're like, "Hey, we're rivals, but here." So, it's an honorable uh, move, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there's some an exchange between Kid and Killer, uh, and Killer says, "We're gonna put our strength into the task if we want to take part in the all-out war over the One Piece." And Kid says, "What?" You mean finding the man with the burn scar? That's not enough to go on. Luffy has no idea what they're talking about. Law looks very, like, dark, briefly. And then Kid mocks Luffy for not knowing. But we don't see what they're talking about yet. Instead, Robin we cut over to...
1: also t- is confused. Like,
0: hmm. Yeah. Uh, specifically Robin, yeah. Uh, we cut over to Kinemon and Momonosuke, who are still you know, who are trying to find everyone. And they're like, "Where? and where is Yamato? But Yamato calls down to them from where he is standing on the roof of the palace. Uh, and he says, I've made up my mind. Guess I'll go to Luffy and his crew. I'm going to live the way Kozuki Odin did. Mm-hmm. And we are leaving on a chapter break here because uh jump there's no jump next week so momonosuke has got to say goodbye to the straw hats and yamato is going to do something so it feels like there's going to be something big when we come back from the break
1: yeah it's some pretty cool stuff i mean there's a lot of fun stuff that happens within the chapter itself, a lot of cool details. I think the cross guild stuff is like the biggest, like what the fuck, obviously of like, how did these guys all get together? But like, yeah, it's just like a super fun and exciting chapter, I think in general. Um, and I'm really excited to see Yamato presumably join the crew and just see like, I'm, I'm honestly just like excited for like the storyboards of Yamato physically joining the crew. Like Oda is usually very, animated with all these sorts of things so I'm, I'm kind of looking to see it
0: well quid we don't know for certain that yamato is joining yet well like, I, we don't know that
1: for i am a gentleman they'd say it there to parallel odin yamato needs to join law our kid and then cross over to luffy later so maybe
0: mm-hmm. yeah there's all sorts of different ways it could be played uh you know um people have thrown around the idea that yamato will like uh do something to prove himself the way that he that odin had to prove himself to white beard um but you know I, I i don't know i'm not going to say 100 that i know what's going to happen next time but it definitely seems as though yamato is going to be important in the story going forward uh, that uh, he's not just going to like stick around uh in wano uh like momonosuke and the others like you know this was his introductory story not his concluding story so absolutely yeah
1: let's do (sighs) it mvp and chapter of the week nick uh i'll say right now that as of the current moment there's a three-way tie in our audience
0: pick that's not too surprising to hear there was a lot of good shit this week. Yeah. Uh, a lot of stuff that you know gives you something to think about heading into the future. God, I don't think you can really go wrong uh, between like about five or six different series. That's why uh, my that chapter of
1: the week is going to be Doron Dororon and my character of the week is going to be that new, to do it. That new uh, agent dude from Aliens area.
0: <laughs> dude, dislike him greatly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh i think i have to go with one piece uh there were like i said a lot of really good chapters i think that akane banashi was insanely good uh i thought blue box was fun pvp was fun uh and but one piece got me just really excited with like every single development that was featured in this chapter and there were a lot of big ones so
1: uh mine is going to be akane banashi i really really liked it as said like I am more hyped to see Akane Banashi than anything else next like next like issue. So I'm super pumped to check that one out. I think it's so exciting. Yeah. And
0: uh, my go ahead.
1: No, I was going to say like you go ahead.
0: Oh, yeah. My MVP is going to be Asta. Uh, wow. Just like, like I said, like he comes off as really cool in this. The big villain introduces himself and he's like, all right. I hate that. I hate everything that you just said, and I'm going to stop you right now. And he does a really cool pose to end the chapter. Uh, so feel like, yeah, that's our hero. That's the guy. That's the guy that I want to follow right there. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm sure he's going to get his ass kicked next chapter. but
1: We'll see. Sounds good. Uh, my MVP is going to be Finn. Uh, I thought it was like, just a really cool chapter of Finn. I think him getting a second line was like a super hype moment and it was really cool um the audience by the way did pick finn as their mvp of the week and their chapter of the week was a three-way tie between (sighs) kane banashi undead unlock and spy family
0: good choices yeah
1: and there was votes all over the place for all different stuff i thought kaiju number eight was really really good One piece, as you said. Yeah, good stuff all around, guys.
0: Yeah. Good stuff. This was a good week of manga. And uh, with uh, Jump being on break next week, I guess we'll just have to focus on some other quality manga. I like that I see that you have
1: tags. Like, you're you're ready to, like, reference things.
0: Yep. Uh, I've read approximately one-tenth of the first volume. This is going to be bad. So...
1: Now I hope that your tags are just for like this scene was arousing, this scene was arousing.
0: This it's one. not the adjective that I would use, but okay. uh, believe what you want.
1: Interesting. Then you're like this one is inspiring, this one is enlightening. <laughs>
0: it's definitely closer. Uh, oh, I'll say.
1: so Nick does like it, guys. Get yourselves ready, Nick. Next week, high praise is going to be going on.
0: Look, all that I have to say is. How else would you show off your manliness if not by putting your tight, shapely ass on display? Words to lift by. All right. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Bye.